Attention, podcast listener. We've got an exciting new podcast coming just for patrons of patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Talking Futurama Season 2 Part 1 has begun exclusively for our $5 and up patrons on the Talking Simpsons Network. That's the first 10 episodes of Futurama coming to you once a week. So just sign up for $5 a month at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons and you'll get Talking Futurama Season 2 and all of our limited miniseries, including the entirety of Talking Futurama Season 1. That's 13 episodes. That is patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Now please enjoy the rest of this podcast. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, hosted by two fully credited and bonded pornographers. I'm your host, the lowest, most disgusting nitwit in town, Bob Mackey, and this is our chronological exploration of The Simpsons, who is here with me today. Grandma Plopwell, you've done it again. This is Henry Gilbert, hi. And who else do we have? Uh, well, I'll just say you got the full podcast, the ride crew, uh, among them me, Scott Gardner, who's been on your show before, it's good to be back. Hey guys. Woo. Hello, welcome back. Uh, I'm Jason Sheridan. And my name is Mike Carlson. I think you're going to go more, Jason. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. And today's episode is They Saved Lisa's Brain. Shut up of your mouth! Uh, today's episode aired on May 9th, 1999, and as always, Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my god! Oh boy, Bobby, Dana Plato passes away, The Mummy is number one at the box office, and Ricky Martin's self-titled album is released in the US and will go on to sell 15 million copies. Mm. That's uh, one of the highest selling albums of all time. That Data Plato thing. So we were in the game stress for a while. That was it. That was a joke for about twenty years. It was like it's funny she's dead. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it keyed into the night trap thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, but she also is dead. It was like, night trap yeah. adjacent humor. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Had to be there. Had to be in a. Night I can't trap. explain it, but uh, the full motion video classic. It was a dark time. Yeah. Now yeah. available on Switch. It's on Switch now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't for, play Night Trap. You cannot play it on Night Trap too. You can also not play it. Like if, if that's a that's a better choice. I think you can just watch it in the new. Uh, that, yeah, that's the right way to do it. The Mummy, that's uh, that's the Brendan Fraser version of The Mummy. The uh, I guess the best Mummy? A personal favorite of Ooh. mine. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Comes up on the show regularly that I was like, if that's on cable, like, I am stop that's a few hours now that's the rest of the afternoon is watching the Brendan Fraser mommy and it still persists in the form of the best ride in my opinion at Universal Studios yes. Hollywood or yeah. oh, okay. oh, even though you are uh, no Hollywood what yes no I don't like any other ride but that one it's only half a ride so that's just me though <laughs> oh boy that's so we were just declaring that in an episode like maybe the the, the like roughest ratio of uh, good in Orlando to not as good in Hollywood because hmm. uh, you're missing all a bunch of stuff. You're missing the, the fake out ending with the fake out employee. Uh, all these oh. things I know now because I hadn't gone on the ride because no. I was being a scaredy cat. But I, I just did it. Henry explained it to me, but I, it's like half a roller coaster because you do half the roller coaster and then it goes backwards. Oh, the right. Hollywood one. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. so I had the 
double trick on that one because I I grew up in Florida, so I had ridden the Mummy Florida ride, and I didn't go to Universal Hollywood till last year, mm. and so I didn't do any research. And when I got on the Hollywood ride, I was like, "Time for the Orlando experience." Went time to get the fun fake out, and then instead, when it was all in dark, and I was pulled backwards back through it, like I think that is the most terrorized Bob has ever I, seen. I was me, next to you. I think <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, but no fake out, no fake out, fake loading area either. Yeah. No no, it's just, uh, yeah, the Hollywood one is like more of a space mountain kind of thing. Yeah. It's a dark roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some stuff, but the no, the Orlando one is the is the best one. But we skipped the line with our podcast privilege. Well, yes, we did do that. <laughs> we, we, oh. we would never pay for, we had a friend who gave us, uh, a friend of the show who gave us like the fast pass at Hollywood and we were done with it in two hours, I think. Once yeah, we could just that's about what, the, without lines, that's about what that park would take. Yeah, we also, having just come back from Orlando, what a reminder of the, uh, also the extreme ratio, just Orlando uh, Universal in general compared to uh, Universal Hollywood. Yeah. It's, uh, there's approximately what, 12 times more rides. Mm-hmm. Something like do. that. Jeez. Roughly. <laughs> there, I would that. say, do pay for the uh, Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Do pay for the front of the line in Florida. It's worth it there, for sure. But yeah, the the Mummy Ride, I'll be sad if they ever reformat that one and get rid of uh, Brendan Fraser on that. I'll miss him on the, the Orlando mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Also missing from Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That, that like too. self-aware Just... sort of 90s. Like, you mean the yeah. video at the end? Yeah. Yeah. I thought should. you meant Brendan Fraser is missing from Hollywood. Just uh, kind he of is. In general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he's on Doom Patrol, the DC he's Universe on... original series. Uh, sure. Right. Oh, I definitely know how to get that. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> I know I... how to track that down. <laughs> I might have done an ad read for that. I wasn't sure what it was. No. Not for this podcast, though. But uh, anyways, our special guest today, the boys from Podcast The Ride, Scott Gardner, Mike Carlson, and Jason Sheridan. Welcome to the show. We're hey, big fans of all of you. you. Thank okay. you for having us. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, good, good to be back. And uh, yeah, hey, anyone listening to your show doesn't know ours. You know, we're a we're a show about theme parks. If you want to hear a lot of stuff about theme parks mm-hmm. uh, and uh, everything related to that world, you know, uh, check us out. And you know, what was exciting. I felt uh, in watching today's episode is that for the first time. We could do, as opposed to the last time I was here on the show, we could watch The Simpsons on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a world of what difference. A, what a great mm-hmm. time to be alive. It really? Yeah, yeah. Changes. Is, is that your, now your preferred way of reminding mm-hmm. yourself? Or are you still, is it, is it DVDs? Is there the aspect DVDs ratio DVDs have the right concern? aspect ratio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and commentary, which uh, we don't know where that is on Disney+, Plus or if it's coming to Disney+, Plus because mm-hmm. those are part of Simpsons World, mm-hmm. the commentaries. But I still went, I forgot about Disney+. Plus. I went to the Simpsons. Simpsons World uh, website and it directs you to Disney Plus. I know. Now. Yeah. Is it? it redirects him? Yeah. I think Henry went there the second day and they burned it down. It was gone the day Disney Plus was live. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When I was There's like, like a placeholder image now <laughs> saying the Simpsons have moved to Disney Plus. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they have a clip from when I went there, they had a clip from the Homer Becomes the Garbage Man episode where they're moving the town to 10 mm. miles down the road. And that's that <laughs> was the clip. They're like, the Simpsons are moving. Oh, that's going, funny. Yeah. That's I like joke. that. Yeah. The right crafty uh, pornographer out there might want to pounce and buy SimpsonsWorld.com ASAP mm. because if they let it lapse, oh, like yeah. if it's free for like 
five seconds, they can, you know, redirect a lot of traffic their way. Or, or maybe like a Mayor Pete or somebody who's running for president <laughs> could also do it. <laughs> and he rebrands that for him. And promise to nationalize the Simpsons. Yeah. Which give to all of us for free. It's a national mm-hmm. treasure. We, we need the candidates to weigh in on how they feel uh, uh-huh. about Simpsons <laughs> seasons one through nine. Or one through, I give it to ten. You give it to, yeah. I give it to um, Behind the Laughter. I have fond mm. memories of that. That's I don't know if finale. it holds up. Like, yeah. It yeah. feels like a fitting. Now that'd be an excellent debate question. Like, what is your cutoff episode? Yeah. Oh, for the no, for, the, for the candidates. Yes. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And I bet someone lied. Like, well, I'm still watching. <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday, I do Most instinctively still go like Sunday nights. Like, well, I oh this. It's fine. I could turn on Fox, but mm. I I don't. But I could. <laughs> Biden hates the Simpsons because it overtook the Gunsmoke record. The law is a chip on his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> um, he you called, had all those hearings against Bard in the early nineties. <laughs> <laughs> when the Simpsons premiered, he was a very established congressman already. Like had, and, like he was already mm-hmm. like ten years in Congress by that yeah. point. Running for yeah. ran for president probably during the Simpsons. Like I think he oh. was. I, I think in uh, nineteen. He yeah. was he had 80, some nascent and campaign. in the eighties too. I think when the Simpsons before even the shorts, he was running. Yeah, like, like eighty-eight, he ran. That's yeah, yeah. That's when he and had his plagiarism right, scandal, yeah. right? Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. that's when he dropped out because of the plagiarism. Uh, back east, I, I grew up very close to Wilmington, Delaware, hmm. and the joke there was that he was the congressman from MBA uh, oh. or MBNA, whatever. It's a bank that doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> and so I cannot remember the name of it. <laughs> but that's where all your credit card bills go. That's where all the shell oh. companies are. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. he's famously anti-malarkey, and this show is full of it. <laughs> it malarks it up. Malarkey yeah. and horse feathers. You mean your show or The Simpsons? Ah, uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From right. the beginning, they were up front with the malarkey. It's, well, the whole thing is pretend. There are no, Homer and Bart and Marge don't exist, so that in itself is malarkey. The show, the show <laughs> is a lie, Yeah, uh, that's why Biden hates it. Uh, well, when Scott was on, we heard all about his his history of The Simpsons. But Jason, Michael, what what are your guys' history as Simpsons fans? Is it the typical childhood watching obsession uh, with it deal? Uh, yeah, for me, yes. We watched the first one uh, like when it aired, I think, and then we were just obsessed with it. For my whole family was up obsessed with it, and like we would tape it and watch it like three times during the week. Oh man, the Sim- the Simpsons tape! Uh, did you? I I had my prized VHS tape that taped all my mm-hmm. Simpsons, and we've uh, there's no tale of the tape on this one. But huh. if there was ever a time on my tape that I screwed up a commercial break, I would make sure the listeners need to know how I screwed up that commercial break. Mm-hmm. But nothing on this one. But. Sure. Were you a keep the Detroit commercials in kind of recorder? Well, I, yeah, we would just, I would probably set it, whatever the timer was, so I wasn't uh, like manually stopping and starting, unless someone yeah. had a cool VCR that would do that back then, which mm. I'm not aware of. But <laughs> they I don't were, think they're all technology... pretty clunky. They were not precise with starts yeah. and stops, so why like uh, play with the devil? Yeah, I would fast some show. That's what I tell Henry every time he tells a story. Uh, yeah. Like every, every time he messed up, you should have learned. Uh, but the, but the dream of being able to rewatch hours of Simpsons with no commercials, I wanted to live that dream. I, yeah. I, it was worth the risk. Sure. Well, and which uh, now you now you can live oh, yeah. on Disney Plus. Hashtag. My, my childhood self would be so happy to know about Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, well, Jason, you? I, I feel like this is a history I've heard other people have, too. I remember watching it in, like, second grade and enjoying it for a while 
And then my mom saw the, uh, walked into the room when Bart was uh, melting army men with a magnifying glass and said, I'll see you in hell, soldier. <laughs> and she was like, you can't watch a show anymore. I was like, what? Why? Oh. It's just that sort of moms who don't like profanity kind of thing. So that kind of stuck for like three or four years. And then around like sixth or seventh grade, that's all my friends did was talk about The Simpsons. And I was like, mom, I have to watch this or I will be, I need to do this to have a personality at school. And so uh, I, every Sunday, had it moved to Sundays at that point? Like 97, 98? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was back yeah. on Sundays. So yeah. Sundays and then Fox Philadelphia would air episodes at 6.30 and 11 every night. So I was like getting, I was like mainlining it to get caught up. So when it, when, when it was banned from your household, were you getting details from <laughs> friends and constructing episodes in your brain that you would later see? I think I was just easily, I was distracted by like Power Rangers okay. and comic books for a few years mm. and so um, but once 7th like 7th and 8th grade I was just like all in on it mm. this season too I was like finishing up 8th grade and okay. I was still like all in on it and just watching this episode it's like it's all coming back to me like mm. I feel like I know <laughs> some of these jokes better than extended family members <laughs> <laughs> no I don't remember my aunt's birthday but Homer's birthday is, is easy to remember Do you, yeah. does it, does it, you don't have an know like all of their Mensa IQs offhand. Oh, oh no. That, <laughs> I uh, took a picture of that on Wikipedia, but if, if anyone knew Lisa's IQ by yeah. heart, I'd be impressed. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty spongy, honestly, the IQ. They, the jokes, uh, that's something too I've learned on the show is that all continuity on the show doesn't matter and they just yeah. double back on it when a new showrunner comes on. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> because, yeah, because the person who has to like do the job of do it, writing all this stuff doesn't like care to the degree mm. that like the people who only archive and like learn everything about the show <laughs> to cut them a break I guess for not like reading some bible which doesn't <laughs> exist they never made one no. they just and they were no busy wiki. making the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they had Frankiac back then they would have had much more factual accuracy on the show <laughs> yeah you could just double check uh, one is comedy professionals did uh, the Simpsons influence you guys this is all just I'm not I can never remember the jokes word for word but mm. I, I feel like all of this is just in my subconscious mm. like I feel like I was mouthing along like watch out East St. Louis like while <laughs> watching this episode like all of this stuff is just buried in my brain so it, yeah it's like I think Tina Fey said something about 30 Rock she was going for like a Simpsons joke hit ratio like mm. a per minute or whatever and I do feel like that's ruined my brain for comedies mm-hmm. like I can't yeah. lie I'd be like well is this as funny as the Simpsons is it's like yeah. sort of like that's it's also I'm cranky and older now but that's <laughs> it's still like, like I'm like well it's got to get close at least I feel like I think it's like a true comedy. It's a good benchmark for all mm. comedy. Having to pack in so many jokes to if it, like Simpsons just threw so many jokes out there all the time, it probably changed how people felt what a snappy comedy script is mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm hoping that as people our age start to get uh, higher and higher job titles in the comedy <laughs> writing world, we start mm. to see a little more of that influence because I feel like we've had a good decade of stuff of like, yeah. look at this critically acclaimed 
comedy that's really just a 30 minute drama with three jokes yeah well i think the uh the boss of that type of comedy has been defeated so maybe we're not going to have we're not going to have these dramas that are comedies anymore i'm hoping oh yeah and the mid boss of that type of comedy as well yeah uh a place who i think i guess i know i'm talking about louis ck yeah yes yeah 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 but although it's weird because he also that is all true but he also did a ton of like super silly jokey joke like on, yeah. on the way up, I, I, that, I think the, I think Louie is an example of like everybody like learned the wrong lesson. Mm. They ever should have been like that's a that's a good show that's that way. Mm. Well, how about we let that one be what it is, and we don't try seventy <laughs> more of those yeah. <laughs> that will be progressively worse and worse. I I feel like The Simpsons too. Like there's other shows that are going for the amount of jokes. It's just they're missing <laughs> like every joke. Yes, they're all b- bad. Yes, yeah, yeah that's yes. what I'm. I was being a little more polite, but yes, you're right. Bad is what I was looking for. Where it's like, oh yeah, there's there's a joke a joke quote fifteen every fifteen mm-hmm. seconds, but oh uh, none of them are good. It just seems sweaty and uh, desperate. <laughs> there's a level of like joke super joke pack shows where I'm like, I don't know what you're saying anymore. No, like, yeah. and, and The, the yeah. Simpsons was. Was always perfect with that and like packing so much in, but I was I could always follow it. Yeah, like there's a certain level where just like this is you've did too many rewrites on this. This yeah. is like draft twelve, and I'm very impressed. But like <laughs> slow down, please. Yeah, it was very clear, and it had a lot of heart. And nowadays, it's either just a lot of jokes, and yeah, they may not land, or it's just like, well, all these characters got depression. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, that's what I liked in the new season of BoJack. It felt like they were making fun of depressed character. I don't know if you guys have seen it that they were they were making fun of somebody being the face of depression and this uh, uh-huh. like I think they finally realized like we've done too many episodes about suicidal depression. Let's let's joke about that. I was there. I was shocked to see Klasky Chupo has their own sad horse show, or they did 15 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. they had their own sad horse pilot, but uh, who knows what happened? Well, that was that. part of their pile of pilots. Yeah. that uh, have you guys seen that Klasky Chupo pilot? real no no oh you boy i want to just pause and pull it up on youtube (laughs) but it was uh like in 2002 or three the early 2000s their contract with nickelodeon ran out so they're trying to pitch themselves to some other network Mm. so they put together a pilot reel of like seriously 30 ideas they had that were just like here's (laughs) here's you you could buy just one of these look and they they had self-funded like five minutes of animation for all these things and it just is a million ideas at once that all you're just like these could never be shows i want to see the bison talk show host oh yes the Weird. I think the horse almost called you're an animal or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I've been none of them got made. No. No. They uh, Klasky Chupo's been in a lot of trouble no. for a while. We walked by the abandoned, well, quote unquote, abandoned Klasky Chupo building several times last mm-hmm. uh, last trip here. Is that on on Highland? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I go by that all the time, mm-hmm. and it's, I was wondering, like, are they in there? Or is, did they just not paint the building? I think or? there's like one car parked there, but there's a URL for a website that does not exist anymore for a new oh, Flash man. cartoon Whoa. about a cool zombie like a poochie style zombie wow. yeah so Ow. didn't really happen for them who owns squiggle vision now oh. does someone own that technology i think uh point? soup to nuts yeah i think okay. tom snyder got to keep it but like lauren bouchard left and that uh, for 
Bob's Burgers and kind of, I think, took most anybody. They don't make stuff anymore, right. I mm. think. Yeah. Even the last few seasons of home movies switched to, like, Flash from the Squiggle. Yeah. 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 After the yeah. first season, uh, were you watching it? When I put in the DVDs the first season, I was like, wow, Squiggle Vision is rough. This is really yeah. hard to watch now. Well, also, before we get in the episode, like, ride stuff, what do you... With The Simpsons ride, I am curious if you guys, on as annual pass holders at Disney, have you seen any sign of Simpsons things at Disneyland yet? Like... Uh, no, so. I don't think no. so. They haven't done anything. Yeah, I wonder like how restricted contractually they are. Uh, you gotta want it. They, they've they've got to be wanting to do it. Well, mm-hmm. according to yeah, one of our uh, theme park podcast guys that we listen to, Jim Hill, uh, has mentioned this before that Disney is, and it makes sense. They're trying to get trying to figure out the Fox properties quickly to you know make money. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see like merch. That's usually what mm-hmm. happens first, where like when they buy something, you, there was there's been like Marvel t shirts in the park for years before any actual superhero. It's so like would, more of a California adventure property than a Disneyland property. That's what Mr. Jim Hill has been alluding so. to, yeah. but okay. I don't know where... I don't know well, where you can't it would drink fit. Stuff at Disneyland either, so you gotta you gotta have That's it true. in, in uh, California Adventure. Well, sure, yeah, sure. I was curious because at the D twenty three, I saw they tweeted out pictures like they've made or pulled them out of Fox's live uh, collection, but I think they made it new, like Simpsons mascot outfits. Like they weren't oh. the ones from Universal; they looked like new ones that they were just showing off there. So it, it that to me felt like they had plans uh, coming for Simpsons things. Huh. I but. could see Universal giving up the Simpsons park rights quicker than the Marvel ones. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean the the Simpson the Simpson ride is good. I like it. It's but, also uh, like made to promote the movie in a way. Oh too. yeah, so, yeah. That era is kind of over. Oh, so if they yeah maybe the, what if something was coming for movie two. Mm. Like they, they that they would like refresh the ride or do a do a ride with Disney and mm. kind of uh, coordination with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Could but be. they must have an exclusive thing Universal though. I would think for Simpsons. I I mean they'd lose man they'd lose so much to lose that Springfield in Hollywood. Like that's a lot of real estate. Like, yeah. 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 You would have to retheme it to like another cartoon town, mm. I assume, mm. which they might have a cartoon town. Somewhere. Arlen? Arlen, mm. Texas? No. Oh. Oh, King of the Hill? Doesn't oh, does Disney own that Disney now? Also. Oh, yeah. Do they yeah. own King of the Hill? It's not yeah. on Disney Plus, but they, it's uh, so they own it. It's yeah. not like independently created outside of Fox. I think Hulu got it back, though. Yeah. Because yeah. King of the Hill well, is Hulu that's Disney. Is, yeah, that's just They Disney have now. operational control. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Disney owns Family Guy Yep. They Family Guy? Yeah. Hulu, Hulu is for everything dirtier than Simpsons. Like right. Simpsons, yeah. I think, is the level of raunch that Disney will go to on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, and anything beyond that, that's where Hulu. What's Hulu is going to be? I guess there's Hulu a, is the touchstone to their yeah. main <laughs> Disney pictures. Yeah. There's like a grip of like FX and FXX, like prestige. TV shows that they're just dumping on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And they're just calling it FX on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's until they just kill the FX brand in general. And yeah. Just be mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. yeah. As all of cable dies. Yeah. There is no yeah, sure. cable. <laughs> it's uh, all shuffling. Uh, oh, what a dark time. But, uh, <laughs> but we got Disney Plus. Yeah. And we can watch episodes like this one with a weird cutoff. Face it. There was a, there was a moment in this episode where... 
the fra- the sixteen by nine framing on Lee's it like goes to a newspaper yeah, headline that's at some point. One, I think. Yeah, yeah, that really jumped out at me. It's the kind of uh, yeah. you know I, I've I've looked at you know composition and cinematography uh, uh, guides and that kind of thing, and I've never seen one where you cut off a character like <laughs> right between <laughs> bottom of chin and mouth. It's ex- it's very strange framing. I, somebody's making the choices because oftentimes if they can't figure out how to crop the image, it will just be squished into the frame. So <laughs> they just it, like slide the vertical down. Yeah, and... they just make the image like uh, very, <laughs> uh, you know, askew. So somebody is sitting there deciding what to crop and what to squish. They, I don't think it's a computer process or anything. I think it's a an editor deciding like where the where, where the crop happens or where if the squish happens. Were it, these the same things that were on FX app? Like, is it the exact same aspect ratios? I, th- or? I think it is just the same hatchet job they did like five years ago for FX yeah, World. Right. Yeah, they probably just moved the elements from one server to another. I mm. used to work in like non creative. Uh, post-production like the people doing dubs and like sizing uh. it for stuff and it was really like just churning stuff it was like yeah. fast uh fast cheap or correct you get two out of three you don't get three mm. so yeah that's uh, i just can't believe we had to go through it a second time with disney plus it already yeah. happened with fx like they put it in the wrong aspect ratio nerds on the internet complained a bunch and then they changed it and now mm-hmm. the uh, disney plus had to like do it again and even put out their press release of like everybody's loving disney <laughs> plus but well they said they didn't want to scare people we're like everything uh, else is 16 by 9 except for half the programming uh, so uh yeah bonkers as we pr- clearly said bonkers is not 16 9 they kept that in the three same six. with uh, tailspin <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Darkwing Duck and things like Mr. that. Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity. Yeah. Four, yeah. four by three, <laughs> not 16 by nine. Yeah. I like yeah. seeing four by three in a new pristine streaming service. It actually yeah. excited me. Yeah. Yeah, except, uh, what was it? It, it is, uh, you guys were the ones who alerted me that Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is uh, all cropped. And, uh, is it? Wait, did we alert? Did I'm we trying to think. Did I say that? Was I, I believe saying you the, said it, Michael. I think yeah, the yeah. theme is different too, right? Is that what I said? Yes. I checked had. that. I didn't yeah. know what you were talking about. It seemed fine to me, but maybe we weren't like, looking at the same episode. No, no, no. They got, I, I checked it too and you said it. It is a, well, the theme is the same song. Yes. But in the opening Originally, they had sound effects when stuff would happen yes. on screen, right. and they had removed the sound effects for the song. Yeah, there are like hmm. HD remasters of uh, Goof Troop and Rescue Rangers, and Henry was showing me the other day where they do a new Goof Troop logo with the animation uh, because they couldn't figure out a way to make it work with 16 by 9 So where you see the logo at the end of the opening song where Goofy and Max like, high-five each other and then mm-hmm. like stand back-to-back, that's all new Flash animation they do. Oh, weird. Yeah, no, it's, it's very distracting if you, if you can look for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then at the end, Max says McClunky. That, I mean, that sounds like a goofyism right there, McClunky. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) McClunky. It is crazy how big this company is and how weird and insular it it still behaves sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. not a lot of feedback or, like, not a lot of, like, oh, wait, like, 30 people had to approve this and (laughs) and this is what you came up with? Uh, And you insist your executives all have, like, Ivy League math? Master's degree? Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Well, if you guys watched any of those Imagineering uh, specials yet on Disney Plus, you'd know that sure. Bob Iger's a genius who's friends with everybody there. Sure. He's, uh, he's, a great uh, he's man. the one standing next to John Lasseter and all those shots <laughs> yeah, that they're yeah. like, let's keep these in. That's fine. new documentary that it's goes out of its way to really praise <laughs> Lasseter. It's, it's strange. Uh, you know, in one of the Imagineering docs, they have to, they mention buying Pixar and like Lasseter's in a picture, and the, but they don't say his name. 
That's right. The, they just yeah. say Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's the one time I saw Lasseter in any new product they made there. They that, they really punt on uh, Captain EO too. They say like, and they had a 3D movie, and then keep moving, keep moving, <laughs> yes, yeah. and the rest. They they said more about the song of the South involvement in Splash Mountain than they did about Michael Jackson. Like mm. that is that was the most shocking because uh, it's a topic. It's a very current thing we can't mm-hmm. talk about as opposed to one that's been haunting. The, I mean, well, I I don't know. My, uh, we've known about Michael Jack. We just all remembered uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the documentary. this year. Um, but Plus, Song of the yeah. South has been bugging people for since the 40s. Well, when he died, it's like we all reset the knowledge we knew about Michael Jackson. Like, oh, let's uh, he died. Whatever we knew before, let's just hit the reset button on that, and we'll have to relearn it again mm-hmm. over the years. I mean, Jobs, too. If Steve Jobs mm-hmm. was still alive, everyone just be going, like, oh, he's a son of a bitch. Like, every day. <laughs> like, because he was a son of a bitch. <laughs> like, oh, he was not a good man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could talk all about how bad Stephen Hawking was too later if we want to. But, but oh no, was oh, he? Yeah. Eh, I, I mean, he cheated this. on his wife. That's the worst thing. Eh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a moral failure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, was, I was excited to talk about this episode, but I was a little like, oh, could we nudge it just a couple of weeks so we can get that sweet Mel Gibson? Ep- oh, oh we, you guys uh, are heading for it. We were almost there. It was almost <laughs> us. We might be finding. Uh, this is a tease for listeners. We may be finding a way to push farther down the road ah. our Mel Gibson conversation <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Uh, it might be coming like three I mean, months later than we'd originally planned what, what a star for 2000 not so much in 2020 oh yeah <laughs> a huge deal they got Mel Gibson in, in 2000 wow yeah. we, Homer's new best friend mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Simpsons will be right back Welcome to the break and happy new year, everybody, from the Talking Simpsons crew. And a big thank you to our guests this week, the three hosts of podcast, The Ride, Scott Gardner, Mike Carlson, and Jason Sheridan. We had so much fun with these guys at our Burbank podcasting trip, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast, too. If you're a fan of ours and want to hear every podcast a week ahead of time and ad-free, then you need to sign up at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. You get so, so many extras, you get to hear every Talking Simpsons a week early and ad free the same goes for our sister podcast what a cartoon where we cover a different animated series once a week and you'll also get to hear our entire back catalog of exclusive to patreon podcasts like us covering the first season and a half of futurama the first season of king of the hill the entire series of the critic and tons of interview with folks who have worked on the simpsons some as early as the first shorts please check all of that out you get so much for five bucks a month and it helps me and bob do this full time head over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons If you want something finer that you can enjoy in your own private gazebo, you need to sign up at the $10 level at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. You get all that $5 stuff I just talked about. Plus you get to hear the what a cartoon movie, our monthly podcast where we cover a different animated feature film once a month. The January one is coming soon. And in December, we just did iron giant for four hours. It's a really great one, especially if you're a fan of the Simpsons, because we talk about the many surprising ways the simpsons impacted iron giant's creation and vice versa so please sign up to hear that and the 
entire back catalog of What a Cartoon Movie, over 14 podcasts, probably about 40 plus hours of content right there. For movies like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Kiki's Delivery Service, Aladdin, Akira, Tiny Toons How I Spent My Vacation, Nightmare Before Christmas, Toy Story, and so many more. You want to hear all of that, and you only can if you sign up at the $10 level at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. Uh, for this episode, who here was a gifted kid in school? Me. Okay. I was, yeah. Mm. I, was. <laughs> I was, but I had to like work, and I feel like I like never was in the program. Oh, like, really? I was like in honors classes in the high school, but I feel like I had to study so much. Mm. Uh, see, gifted programs taught me to not study and to do everything at the last minute. Yes. I'm gifted. I'm so good. I don't need oh, to study so like, just figure it out. like these sub-omeguloids. <laughs> in eighth grade, there was like a new gifted program, and for whatever reason, I didn't get invited to it, even though I had better grades than a lot of the people in it. But they still mm. let me just go on all the field trips, so yeah. I got the best end of that deal. That's pretty good. Yeah. We talked about this in the past, but Henry and I were in gifted programs, and it was of the era where you were were taught outside of the school you were so smart yes. the school could not contain your yeah. knowledge so. <laughs> I, did I did that yeah. yeah it was like a trailer outside of the school i don't know what the rules were for that or why that happened but it was just it was very odd but we were envied by the other students for getting to leave in the middle of like a spelling mm-hmm. test or whatever oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I remember first finding out about mensa like in my I, I was a gifted kid and my mom was uh i think i had hopes of i remember her telling me there's this thing mensa and maybe you could be smart enough even <laughs> to be in mensa and then i wasted it on uh, comedy and filling my brain with theme park knowledge. Uh, there was a time if, if I hadn't stopped my own ascent, that was that was my mom's dream for me. Oh, but I don't mm. think I, I wouldn't say I'm Mensa level uh, uh, at this point. Well, I think I was aware of it because I would read parts of uh, Parade Magazine, which they reference in this uh, episode. <laughs> I would read uh, Howard Huge and uh, also Marilyn Vos Savant's column, where you wow. asked the Mensa genius questions about things. Oh, wow. And that was basically it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh. I knew about Mensa from that mm-hmm. if I, once I got through the Sunday paper or the Sunday comics, I would go to parade like the last page. <laughs> Parade like, was the free one in the Sunday yeah, newspapers, yeah. right? Yeah, it was like okay. the insert with like public interest stories and like glowing celebrity, um, you know, pr- uh, profiles and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Once you run out of Sunday comics, you you end up on Parade. If uh, that, that was how that was the only time I opened up Parade. Uh, <laughs> and Howard Hughes was a lesser Marmaduke. <laughs> would you guys but, uh, skip Prince Valiant or suffer through it? Uh, uh, I would look at the picture. I would not read the yeah. paragraph next to Art it. Art was beautiful. Yeah. The paragraph not great. <laughs> The gifted program feels like it comes from the same place that this, the Mensa thing of like the measurement of IQ, like their Dragon Ball Z power levels kind of things. Just uh, now it just feels so gross to me. I feel like uh, the internet kind of ruined it because I think it exposed you to, um, I think, how sociopathic a lot of smart people are or mm-hmm. like high IQ people are mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been kind of a bring down sure well the episode kind of tells you there's there's sort of the you see the dangers of being mm. uh, you know how you, how you can come off uh, snooty and elitist and mm. uh, make the whole town want to wreck your gazebo <laughs> murder a child eventually <laughs> yeah, yeah. drives into <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a child they know it's like yeah. Mo and Lenny 
Killer. <laughs> <laughs> she was in no real danger. Yeah. She could have ran out of that gazebo anytime. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that seemed like a self-applied <laughs> trap. Uh, I uh, do love the. This is. I feel like contains both the portrayal of Mo and Lenny as like endearing normal guys, and then also like as uh, jerks as like dirty, <laughs> dirty dirtbags, scumbags, like drinking in the park, drinking in a yeah. park oh, with yeah. the chief of police. <laughs> uh, and uh, this episode is written by Matt Selman. He's a cool guy. We got to, to meet him. Have you guys ever run into Matt Selman in your co- uh, comedy writing careers? I got to go to a table read one time, and I, I, I shook his hand and. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. from that very brief thing. Yeah. <laughs> All of that was very cool to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the Matt Selman, he wrote this one. I, I th- you know, I now think it might be, I read this as him critiquing the Harvard snobs who were uh, in his writer's room with he's him. He's from uh, some other university, right? Yes, like, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> sadly oh. not a Harvard man, I think. Uh, oh, so it's a little jab almost to yeah, Harvard maybe, people maybe. to some extent? Huh? We've heard from other writers who are just like the Scully year. They, we heard from another writer that the Scully years were, he saw them as the de-Harvardifying of the writer's room. Mm. Um, oh, oh, sure. Because it was the first. Well, Merkin wasn't a Harvard guy, but the uh, but yeah, Gene and Reese and Bill and Joss they were both Harvard dudes hiring their their lampoon friends who were all very funny writers. I'm not saying like <laughs> a cronyism. But. Yeah, it's true. As gross as the Harvard thing can be now, yeah, Oakley and Weinstein and Conan and yeah, there's yeah. extremely that's those are all they're way better than Colin Jost. Like now we, we have to have these uh, these lampoon guys are just Colin Jost now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm changed. wondering if it's like, do people did did that generate Conan and company? Did they just like evolve quicker getting mm-hmm. away from Harvard? Because it's like, do the current to some of the current crowd like I know some very nice people very funny people who went to Harvard but also it does feel like you know the lampoon tries to put out like look we published our best of the year in a book and you're just like this is unreadable this is just, <laughs> just, just Barry Trotter like what the oh. or whatever their parody is called uh, well, I think, you know, it could just be like Harvard Lampoon. They were really cutting edge comedy in like the 80s, or at least like of being published comedy yeah. then. But now I think like they, they like through Simpsons or also all the Harvard writers at SNL, I think they moved, pushed up the level of acceptable comedy writing. And now like comedy writers now, they're skilled in that way or they learn from these shows without having to go to Harvard or write for the Lampoon to know those kind of tricks. And, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a funny discovery of who was a, a Harvard Lampoon guy. It was uh, Fred Gwynn, the uh, uh, Munster. Really? Oh. Munster. Oh. Yeah, he was like maybe the, I'm not sure if he was in charge of it, but he at least wrote for it in really? the 50s. Yeah, that's a bizarre alumni. This, this is funny, though, because I was just literally four days ago going down an Al Lewis, Fred Gwynn rabbit hole and <laughs> did not see that. <laughs> Discover that. You have to go to the official at- Harvard Lampoon site and you'll see FG under, it's wow. just it's just initials, so you have to know that, oh, C-O-B, oh, it's Conrad Bryant, this- FG. Fred uh, Gwynn. This is what happens is we're going to bed. I go, Lindsay, did you know did you know uh, <laughs> Al Lewis was like a big socialist? Like he was a guy, a real left wing guy. You know, he ran for governor or mayor. Or She's like, oh yeah, okay. And I'm like, why didn't they work more? <laughs> the two of them were so funny, they should have worked more. And she's like, oh yeah, they were funny. Okay. 
<laughs> and you start, and then you both start sounding more like Al Lewis as you as you go to <laughs> yes. bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Honey, hey, <laughs> why didn't they work more? I got a cigar. <laughs> did you know he had his own restaurant called Grandpa's Restaurant? Oh. I did in Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've vaguely heard about it. Yeah, he not, made, a, not a high quality restaurant though, right? That's what I yeah understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he apparently didn't even really own it. They just like made a deal with him, and he would just sit in the front of the restaurant. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and greed people. Now, Fred Gwynn got other roles. He just lived as grandpa until he died after the Munsters. Or uh, Fred Gwynn was Herman. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Al Lewis. Yeah. Al, Al Lewis was grandpa. Yeah. Al Lewis didn't yeah. didn't get away from it as much, but Fred Gwynn did. Yes, yes, yeah. yes yeah. exactly. Pet Cemetery, uh, My Cousin Vinny, things yeah. like that. He's yeah. in a weird uh, Disney Christmas movie that's on Disney Plus. Oh, called cool. the, the Christmas Star. Uh, mm. He's trying to, he's like, I think Ed Asner is a weird bum who thinks he's <laughs> Santa or something. Oh. Fred Gwynn wants to put him in jail. I didn't watch the movie. I could be <laughs> oh, way wrong I gotta about see this. this. I, I could be that could be the most inaccurate plot synopsis. That's, that description is more exciting to me than anything in the movie theaters right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fred Gwynn wants Whoa. to put old Ed Asner, Ed Asner Santa Asner? in jail. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Though. I mean, I after seeing a movie poster that just says Honey Boy, I might never go to the multiplex <laughs> again. I was like, how did Honestly, I, keep in mind, it's about Shia LaBeouf growing up. Does that get you? I'm looking up Honey uh, Boy. <laughs> Safe searchers on. I just. <laughs> it just feels like an algorithm generated the most unpleasant uh, thing to read. To bother you. To bother me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a real movie. What it is a real movie. Some images of Honey Boys, but. Uh, it's part of Shia's like, comeback. Sure. I mean, sure. after he just did like art projects for a few years. No, I'm sure this isn't. Mm-hmm. So this must be very accessible and not <laughs> I, probably. just an oblique, uh, yeah. unpleasant thing. <laughs> it's like a behind the scenes expose on Even Stevens or something. Is that what's happening mm-hmm. with this I movie? I think it all is code. Okay. And he plays his own uh, father. Do we all know uh, this about? Okay. Oh, I don't know anything. About now you in? Now you in? Man, now let's I go, am. Jason. I, after this, I I am in the hole, uh, digging deeper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop talking about Honey Boy as soon as we can. <laughs> well, also this episode on the commentary, Matt Salmon tells a pretty funny story about a a writer's prank. Yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. Uh, so there's a big slam on East St. Louis in this episode, and uh, I believe a paper from East St. Louis called The Simpsons and wanted a quote from Matt Selman about, you know, the slam on their town, which is a famously bad town. I come from a famously bad town, so I understand. (laughs) And uh, he basically said, uh, I called your town this because it's a crack-riddled slum. And then he went on vacation uh, to Greece for two weeks. (laughs) And so the Simpsons was getting flack from that quote, from his smart-ass quote. So they basically had uh, Mark Wilmore, who was writing for the PJ at the time, come in to pretend to be the East St. Louis mayor (laughs) and roast uh, Matt Selman for 20 minutes. And the funniest part of that story is Matt immediately threw every other writer under the bus saying you know well it's a collaborative show who knows who wrote that line I, I don't remember uh, and then they revealed it was all a big prank on him so he yeah, uh, yeah he was revealed to be a snake the, the funniest bit was that Mark Wilmore like implied he was gonna like take him out back and like can I just have a few minutes alone with him and he was t- he was tricking Selman into thinking he was going to be beaten up and it, it should mention yeah Mark Wilmore is a a large man like he or at least by uh-huh. by writer standards he looks like a tough yeah. guy and yeah. he would uh, go on to write for the Simpsons yeah he wrote for, for like while. 13 oh. years on like yeah. his last episode he, wrote, he got his first episode was a treehouse in 02 and he had a credit up until 
until 2015 episode. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. But uh, I I believe he's the first full-time African-American writer on The Simpsons. I think so. Yeah. There was was one freelance writer who was black. Season four, uh, he he voiced a sideshow. Michael Carrington. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Who's in the... uh, There there used to be like a news report uh, in the line for Space Mountain. He's in that. Oh, really? Okay. Do you remember that when there was like Mario Lopez is a a news guy? I think this guy was a weather guy or something and he wrote like a pretty good episode. I don't remember which one. Uh, Homer's Triple Bypass. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. That's right. They They park connections. On a commentary, they make fun of him as the the Spaceship Earth weather report guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I I do it say with the perspective of 20 years, taking a shot at a very down on its luck town and then (laughs) fleeing to a Grecian vacation for two weeks is a little... Really bad. That's surprisingly Harvard-y for a guy. He lacked perspective. Uh, Yeah. In tw- I mean, in 2019, that's I mean, that's a whole Twitter moment, and he's fired. Like that's that's what <laughs> that moment would be. The yes. public would yeah. demand yeah. it. And, yeah. yeah. Have you guys, any writers' room pranks on that level that you guys had? <laughs> like anyone pranks? Does anyone like, prank? Uh, every, no pranks these days. In the well, you know what? I, the closest thing to a prank that we've, I think we've, Jason and I have been a part of, is that we used to, uh, or me specifically, I would take a picture of our friend uh, Anthony Geo uh, with a picture of a, like. A little McDonald's toy that was a little boy dressed in like Lederhosen. Uh, it's these dolls. It's this collectible yeah. line of dolls. A little collect. Yeah, they're. I forget what. Oh, it's a, Madame Alexander. Yes, Madame Alexander dolls. But McDonald's made little plastic versions of them, and they're creepy little like boy, like green Ooh. little hat. And I used to like take pictures of the doll with Anthony when he wasn't looking, and I would <laughs> compile them all together. And then for uh, Halloween improv show we told him we were all going to be ghosts and then we took our sheets off at one point we were all dressed as the little boy and we had one for him <laughs> and we had an outfit already made for him but that's the closest to a and then prank. the next year oh, yeah we, did, we it again. did it again with yeah. a different outfit a different madam alexander like yeah, man had her outfit and he fell for it again <laughs> yeah we did that's a whole great. we made a whole like ransom book too of pictures with him and the dolls <laughs> Uh, but that's the biggest. That's pretty elaborate. I would yeah, say it's, it's bigger yeah. than getting Mark Wilmore to come in for a day. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as cruel though. Yeah. It lacks the cruelty. No, it's, it's he didn't yeah. fear for his life <laughs> yeah. or safety. We still there's I have more material though from it, and I feel like hopefully he doesn't listen to this. And maybe there's a <laughs> no, long con. Yeah, that game. was kind of early. Long, long Things didn't really go viral back then, mm. but like we could have gotten jobs. I don't, jobs I don't if we know if that was going to go savvy. that viral. Well, I think it's a decent sample. It's going to go viral now. Now, yeah, it's gonna believe go amazing these, story. These eight improvisers <laughs> you dressed up like little boys in lederhosen. You could write your own medium post. Yes, well, it'll yeah. end with a medium post of like why this prank is terrible. <laughs> he went too far. Uh, but okay, why, boy? Forty minutes in, let's hear our first. Clip <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, it has this is like the third episode in the row where you can tell it's late in the season and they're getting punchy that they're like the Simpsons are watching TV and it tells them where to go in the next season. <laughs> Let's just start with watching TV. There are a lot of jokes about the quality of TV yeah. in these seasons, these yeah. uh, Scully seasons. Which is weird because this is when the show is getting like, you know, less critical acclaim uh, and yet mm-hmm. that's making them like even more punchy at attacking other sitcoms and uh, for like well, easy jokes. We're not that far off from them taking the shot at Family Guy. When oh, they, yeah. Like if you would that joke about like, if so if you don't want to low quality programming to disappear from the air and then they put Family yeah. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and who would have thought they would then all unite 
uh, once there was uh, money to be had from doing so. (laughs) Once once they saw that Seth MacFarlane was an equal of theirs and not uh, not some uh, (laughs) guy they could get away with mocking. Yeah. 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 Uh, But yes, the uh, they are watching mismatched ethnic comedy. You promised to stop watching that telly and take me on holiday. Shut up of your mouth! Ethnic mismatch comedy number 644 has been cancelled. While we scramble to find new programming, please enjoy this encore presentation of Princess Dies Funeral. <laughs> I was really starting to enjoy ethnic mismatch comedy number 644. I've never heard so many Viagra jokes in 30 seconds. <laughs> Shut up of your mouth! Attention, Springfield! How low will you go? To win a trip to Hawaii! This Saturday, our judges will select the lowest, most disgusting nitwit in town and send him straight to Maui! Sponsored by Grandma Plopwells, the low-fat pudding that's approved for sale by the government! All right, a gross-out contest! Grandma Plopwell, you've done it again! I like they apparently filmed a bumper for that comedy <laughs> that involves them walking away disappointed from the logo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the characters know they were canceled. That's my favorite bit in that. <laughs> I don't want to bring up the title of this episode, They Save Lisa's Brain, as a reference mm. to the movie They Save Hitler's Brain. Uh, I think it's a title everyone references, but no one has actually seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't. One of those, like, yeah, fame, like, Mystery Science Theater-ish, like, uh, yeah, so bizarre... Uh, <laughs> be movie titles but. or just like very it's a very boring movie but the title is very evocative yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is once, it even about saving hitler's brain <laughs> once they get you in the theater with the title they can, it can be any movie it doesn't matter they got your money yeah but, yeah uh, that's why they saved uh, bin laden's brain did so well a couple <laughs> years ago <laughs> uh the it's also funny they're making they're making sport of how hacky it is to do a viagra joke in 1999 they're already like god it's a hack to do a viagra joke but like three months earlier in the Valentine's Day episode, they did a Viagra joke. It, w- it was one joke, but they, they yes. didn't say Viagra, so they, they it was didn't classy. say the brand, yes. No, it was just Wiggum saying to his, his wife, like, honey, it's $10 a pill. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But if you check out bluechew.com, you can <laughs> get it. For- uh, now, yeah, herbal Viagra jokes, those those are fresh as the day. Now. Sure. Like, Blue Chew is the Gilbert Gottfried-sponsored brand of uh, off-the-counter <laughs> Viagra. For, uh, I yeah, I, it's, they're sponsoring a lot of podcasts. Yeah. We haven't done it yet. We, no, we'd, we're welcoming. Someday. We would welcome it. <laughs> <laughs> we would welcome anything. All the, yeah, we'll take it. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the air. Is it Blue Chew before vape? Which would uh, which is the lower level for you guys? I mean, you guys yeah. could have your ghost uh, advertise vapes for you. Oh yes, we <laughs> have been yeah. a ghost. Do we it. just did a series. Yes, we're a ghost. If you want to hear a daily series <laughs> where a ghost vaped a lot, <laughs> go into our uh, backlog. <laughs> um, I wrote down like the the beats of like this first run and I was shocked at how many jokes in like two minutes or mm. under two minutes like and two very dark the Princess Diana and the pushing an old lady in front of a train yeah. I'm like oh yeah. my god <laughs> I I love that uh, I'm assuming this is about the Fox Network but they're just like you know what the Princess Dies funeral last year did such good ratings <laughs> just air it again people will want to watch it all the time and I was shocked they even got in like a frame of the grandma getting hit by the train 
And like in other mm. ones, they'd cut away first, but like you see it hit her, like just a little yeah. bit. You see, she's just fine with a yeah, few casts. Yeah, that's probably how they get yeah. away with it. She's like, she's not dead. She's in the next shot. And they're but, they're very proud that the pudding is approved for sale. <laughs> they've killed. I mean, they've killed Hans Moleman before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he bursts his car bursts into flames after lightly hitting a tree. You do hear his uh, brains being drilled out. Yeah, yeah. Mr. yeah. Burns. Well, I know my brains. Yeah, well, it's all those implications, but this was seeing it hit. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. see Hans Moleman's skin catch fire. <laughs> but and very was... clever wordplay because mm. it's like how low uh, limbo and then mm. how low uh, <laughs> murder for a contest. Uh, and also war. Yeah. And a shot of yeah. war. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, and also getting chocolate on the flag. That's another of those. I mark every like, oh, this is, they wouldn't do this joke after 9-11 kind of jokes. Uh, and sure. putting chocolate on the flag. I don't think they'd have done that joke mm. then. Even yeah. if they want to, they'd be like, man, the flag, can't do it. That was, of course, Jimmy the Scumbag throwing mm. the grandma in front of there. Oh, that was sure, sure, sure. The return of Jimmy the Scumbag. Currently on Wikipedia, he only appears in one more episode after this in, mm. a, in a non-speaking role. It made his debut in the, uh, what, the auto-dialer episode? Yes, yeah, yeah. the auto-dialer. Oh, I expected better from you, Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and also the grandma plop wells. That's like it's a light shit joke there that you yeah. will, you will plop well if you eat this yeah. uh, ice cream. I mean, this whole set pudding. piece ends with the Planet of the Apes music and people throwing pudding like shit. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the so this gross out contest. It really reminds me me of uh, like the MTV Spring Break programming. Yeah. Just all the most sure. disgusting things they would put on there of uh, the the shit. Like shave your eyebrows and eat the hair kind of challenges. Or this would be like part of the the whack pack, the Howard Stern. Oh, whack it's pack. totally a whack. They would come thing, on yeah. and like eat light bulbs and drink Windex and things like uh, that. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seemed like from the Wikipedia that this was based on a real phenomenon at the time that mm. I don't that doesn't. Though what you're saying, I remember, but I think like specifically small town stupidity contests mm-hmm. was maybe maybe a thing of the '90s that mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't. Uh, I believe that I would think most local radio stations there there. The local shock jock would probably sponsor, just like sure. Bill and Marty do here. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. But uh, now I, the Lisa's message here did get to us, and we don't do these things anymore. Or like, mm. or well, everybody does it on YouTube, so maybe there's no need for contests anymore. This type of entertainment just moves from plat different platforms, mm. and now yeah. it's like on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is this uh, the same time period of uh, hands on a hard body? Do you guys know that? Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Keep your hands on a truck for mm-hmm. 24 hours win the truck sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never. They didn't do those. Con- I've heard of them, but they never. They did not do those contests in my area. Then I think it all okay. ended with the hold your Wii for a Wii campaign that oh, killed, that a killed woman. that woman. Oh, yes. God. Yeah. oh you got. Well, I was just gonna say we did. We were at uh, uh, Anthony Gio and I were at Six Flags, and they did a contest where like people had to be lying down in a coffin for like days. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And like that's still pretty weird <laughs> for a not good prize right? no for an annual pass to six flags <laughs> oh. that was your prize yeah, and maybe like a what six hundred dollars as well <laughs> it was uh, like oh that's it for just and we walked around like they were on display too which was very odd and they were like shitty looking caskets and someone like waved at us and we were like eh, get out let's get out of here don't touch me uh yeah they're sickening me <laughs> 
uh, they head to the contest. Everybody's getting free uh, plop wells. They find out it's full of hyper sugar. That feels like a very George Meyer kind of word, hyper sugar, that gives you the 300, 300 times your daily dose of sweetness. I feel bad for Carl. He has, the, from this point on in the series, he has diabetes. That's, uh, we need to <laughs> treat it as that. If we, see, if we see him eating cake or something, we're like, well, he does have diabetes. You know? <laughs> Be careful, Carl. <laughs> uh, great sight gag with Lenny, though, just in a toilet costume, and it's never acknowledged. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did somebody pee on him on stage? Like, was that oh, part yeah. of his routine? Oh, yeah. I never followed it that far, but I'm guessing maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other characters' bits are implied, kind of, because Snake is in, like, a ballet costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see yeah. what their, their idiocy is. And Otto got eaten by a snake before he even goes on stage. Like, dude, do that on stage, get eaten by <laughs> Sure. Like, yeah. No one said Hawaii. <laughs> yes, nobody said Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah, then it's not Hawaii. When Mo is on stage, it's sort of a callback to the Krusty and the sailor suit in the, lo- in the lolly. Mm, they use the word lolly yeah. also uh, here as well. <laughs> I like they give that a zero because it's like, uh, it is too obvious. That that's, sounds like, uh, yeah. That's a cheap joke. That sounds like someone making fun of another writer's pitch. Like, oh, oh yeah. is that the joke that Mo is acting out of character? Right. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. No one said Hawaii, and it's me, Mo, in a sailor suit, Mo with a lolly. That Those are two that I was like, oh, yeah, it's all coming back to me. It's like a bury, it's like I've been act like a Manchurian candidate kind of activation. <laughs> interesting you saying that, because my memory of this episode is not good. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I really? don't remember this episode that well. Yeah. I don't know why. I was still watching. Yeah, and 10, you had... Uh, you hadn't fallen off yet, right? By season ten, the ninety nine. Uh, yeah. When, when is the Edison episode? Eleven. Oh, that Ninety eight. Is that the, yeah. the fall off? Yeah. Ninety eight. Is that a let season eleven? That's uh, this season. season 10. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's ten. Is yeah. Edison start season ten? Yeah. Okay, so I'm ready. No. You're, we're, my brain we're falling it. off. My brain feels it. I, my brain felt it in the Edison episode. I, I think can't I describe. Still, it. That was the first one. Yeah. I was I remember. still catching up. I was right. still like. In well, the you were still seeing everything at different. They were out of order too. So yeah. like one, oh. you're seeing great episode for the first time probably. But I remember sitting alone watching it in my parents' bedroom, the Edison one, and going, oh, like I could feel it. We had <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah. on vacation with my parents and I was like unset like I think, I think we may have like then gone out and like watched fireworks somewhere and like Scott aren't you enjoying the fireworks yeah I guess <laughs> <laughs> just a little glum about what seems to be a drop in Simpsons quality yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even articulate it at the time <laughs> all anyway. of this that made our parents go like what do I do with my nervous child it's like all of this is like this is why you are actor writer like yeah. this is all sure. this is the path if only a Medium was invented where they could just uh, talk about their anxiety constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Also, Bart gets involved in it. He says he's the human garbage disposal and he puts a tube to his mouth. My favorite thing of that is that they bring back the Bartman mask. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I do like that. I loved Bartman so much. Me as too. The, the yeah. second yeah. informal appearance of Bartman. Yes, show? yeah. Okay. He, uh, I guess he pulled it out of his closet <laughs> and put out no cape with it, but it's the. <laughs> I, I, I think on the behind the scenes is probably just the animators were told like Bart appears on stage with a mask like well he already got the design for Bart with the Bartman mask let's put that on him yeah Yeah. No, I I know I don't think Scott's a big comic book guy, but you guys mm-hmm. are Michael mm-hmm. Jason. Right like, did, yeah, yeah. were you the bo- were you reading Bongo comics when they came out? I was, but I wasn't that excited about them. Aww. I would read them and they didn't feel right to me. <laughs> so, I, but I have a, I had a decent amount of them. I just there was nothing that like stuck with me. Yeah, I I kind of would too. And then I remember being like 
in middle school and at a few conventions that Bill Morrison was at. And he kind of did a lot of those or was like the mm-hmm. editor of a lot of them. And I liked his like self-published stuff or creator own stuff was seemed like he was having a lot more oh, fun. Like Roswell. That was one yeah. of the series. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I get the feel if I was on vacation and like mm-hmm. in a grocery store, seven 11 and there were as a comic rack, sometimes I'd pick up the Simpsons books, but like I had a weird thing with comics and well, and I guess all like I would always in my brain know like what I thought the definitive story that was happening. So mm-hmm. like for me, I like the X Men cartoon, but once I read the comics, I go, "Oh, this is what's actually happening." And then <laughs> yeah. the Simpsons, I was like, "Well, that's it's actually happening on TV." So like I think in, like my brain had this weird canon thing. Oh yeah, where I, it would be like, "Well, this isn't actually canon, and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily it's not as funny." I have so. that brain disease now. Yeah, yeah that's why yeah. I never uh, read fan fiction. I just look at it and go, "Anyone could write this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyone could write that Joel for Mystery Science." theater was doing this <laughs> right uh, also the bar was so low for comedy and comics and still is mm. like when reviews are like this is a very funny marvel comic i'm mm-hmm. like absolutely no <laughs> get out of here come I, on i do think chip zadarsky is a very funny chip zadarsky is very funny. Funny. Yeah. funny yeah, yeah. Like his, his some... howard the duck run fucking ruled i love that one though. yeah there are some funny people yeah. that make yeah. comics. oh for sure mm. yeah but i don't want to distract from like jason from... no right. <laughs> they usually come i mean he was doing his own like weird self-published stuff for years and years Mm -hmm. and those tend to be like the funniest people now i think as a kid yeah i had that same thing of like well i want to read the real spider-man this isn't real spider-man i think now if if like spider-verse came out when i was a kid i might have disliked it because i'm like well none of these are real Mm spider-man or who is real spider-man yeah yeah Yeah. i think with i think that actually the thing that i like the best i forget when bongo started because it was a couple years into the run right uh, 94 okay I did like the idea, and I liked it from the Nintendo game of Bart versus the Space Mutants, because I did like the idea that okay, we are going to see like Bart as a superhero. Mm-hmm. So that would they would never really do that in sincere, like in earnest on the actual show, which is good, uh, probably a good thing. But like, I liked the video game a lot because I was like, well, this is a different like reality where Bart is. A superhero oh. in that stretch. It's, it's and almost it. yeah. like Butters being uh, who's Butters evil. Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't Professor Chaos. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's like a different yes. trajectory. So playing. It's, I like that a little better with the comics and with the video game. Well, I, I will say, if you guys are hardcore comic fans, in the first year of Bongo, the Bartman comics and also the Radioactive Man comics are full of references that are like to like Silver Age comics that you mm-hmm. will know specifically if you're like a mega nerd about comics now. Or they did. When I was a kid and read Radioactive Man comics, it's just because Radioactive Man was in them. But then when I reread them, like in my late 20s, I was like, oh, this is a full Watchmen parody I yeah. did not get yeah, that's as fun. a kid. Yeah. I bet I would like that better now because I, I wouldn't sew up on my actual superheroes or history at that time. Mm-hmm. I think Bongo was published some Gary Panther too, who was just a friend of Matt Groening's, oh, yeah, yeah. like a big alt comedy, uh, mm. alt comics guy. Yeah, yeah. And they just published him for a little while, which is crazy. Now there was also uh, also in the re- in the radioactive. Sorry, we'll get back to this. <laughs> so in the radioactive man one too. It's uh, Steve Vance is like this big lefty writer. He was the writer of it, and the comic is really about how socialist movements were silenced in America from the forties until the 90s wow. and he it is an on the red scare is an ongoing message in the comic mm, it's interesting like, 
Mm. Yeah, and and Nixon is the secret villain of the whole series. Like, wow. it's a, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. like to look at that. So anyway, but he's wearing a Partman yeah. mask in this episode. <laughs> it reminds me of and that. And that's the story of the mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Madeline Albright is also on yes, the yes. judging panel. Was surprised too. there was no joke uh, other than her appearance. I guess yeah, it's just uh, rando that she's there. Just yeah. uh, well, the chief shouldn't be there. She's Madeline Albright. They like do that. that once, like the the Republican Party. There's a couple funny cameos mm. of no, they don't mention Dracula. Yeah, yeah. the Dracula. Yeah. Yes, Dracula. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. What does the banner say at the Democratic convention in that one episode? Uh, we can't govern. We hate life and ourselves. Yes, <laughs> very correct. I yeah. Say. Yes, yeah. called it. And the Republican ones, like we're just plain evil, like that. Which also, yeah, ahead of the game. Yeah, still lines up. Speaking of rando humor too, there's Barney's going to juggle check-ins, which just feels like eh, juggle check-ins. That's funny words. It's like so. Gong Show style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinking of Gong Show. Yeah, I do like the chickens at least come back to like peck homer at least there's there's two uses mm-hmm. of the chickens there uh yeah then mo does his lolly suit and uh then we hear who wins in a in like very stark adr like it is just they <laughs> they so uh, i we have to take all the fun out of it and bring up when things are clearly adr but like ramir wolfcastle's line is all wrong <laughs> So embarrassing. Lisa, did anyone force you to come here today? You? Hmm. Well, no one's forcing you to stay. Okay, I'm leaving. You're not going anywhere, Missy. (laughs) But it's me, Mo, wearing a sailor suit. Mo with a lolly. (laughs) It's so out of character. Ain't that worth nothing? (laughs) All right, judges, who is our winner? The winner is... Me, for being seen with you freaks. Judges can't win the contest. Boo! You have robbed us of our dignity. <laughs> what are you doing? A urinal cake? You, sir, have crossed the line. People, stop, stop. We're not animals. <laughs> And that's when the uh, Van Gogh on wheels exhibit is uh, oh, yeah. vandalized. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see those paintings pick up a lot of road debris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems dangerous in general to keep them that way. I like Homer adding a Homer beard line to Van Gogh. That's a, that's a funny gag. Oh, yeah. But uh, I guess it could also just be read as smearing shit on something. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it was a stink shit beard. So. <laughs> no, it's all Plopwell pudding. It's... Uh, <laughs> But when they played that Planet of the Apes music, they've used that a ton mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Fox owns it. We can just use it. Now, when I hear it here, I was like, oh, I'm hearing this on Disney Plus. That's because they own Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I was doing the same it. mental yeah. math. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can't just enjoy anything anymore. <laughs> no, no. Thinking about rights issues. Hold on a second. That music is for Planet of the Apes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I thought it was just Simpsons music. Oh, <laughs> no. I that never dawned on me because they use it so much. Yeah, <laughs> similar wow. to the uh, in the episode Cape Fear and what kind of became Sideshow Bob's theme. I didn't realize until I I was so late watching the movie Cape Fear. No, oh. that was oh, the yeah. music oh, me from too. Cape Fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Planet of the Apes theme comes up so often because it it really is good. Like everything's going crazy. It's a riot music, and yeah. there are uh, there's two riots in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for the animators every time yeah. I see them now. I'm like, boy, that's a, that's a lot to ask of them. Right, Writing-wise, is a good way to have a scene, but you have to animate all those people moving. So. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Simpsons very good at just using someone saying boo as a very <laughs> funny line. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder what that Ramier line was, though, other than mm. the before. Like, him giving himself the award. Eh, eh. You see, you're saying that seems like punch at the... Yeah, no, it totally... Well, like, the room t- the room tone sounds different on Harry Shearer saying the... Uh, and the winner is mm. me for being... Like, there's... It feels like a real cutoff on there. And, yeah, maybe, yeah. and the mouth movement's all off, too. Really like there wanted, was some dissatisfying yeah. winner before, yeah, and they didn't want to deal with that. Or, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but was uh, he recording different? Like, was he already like? I think he was calling it in by that point, probably yeah. a lot. Like, Could, too. he's like in some New Orleans room or something and recording. <laughs> That's why the tone was so weird. <laughs> It sounded uh, different. Yeah, he's uh, too busy with the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the height of comedy of the show. Uh, <laughs> I made a Le show reference on our show recently. Oh, yeah. Two crickets. <laughs> I forget what you even said, but I, I was just befuddled too. for a second. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, you uh, touched the. All right. The that's the power of Le show <laughs> coming yes, yes. for us. Interrupting the show. Uh, the one Le show thing I've seen is uh, Waterboarding USA, and that's. Really defines a sense of humor from the show. Mm. Oh, to the tune of the Beach Boys. Yes, certainly <laughs> USA, uh, and it's like six Harry Shearers as Beach Boys singing it. Sure, yeah. right. He was a music a musical guest on Conan not long after I started. He oh, sang, really? he was on the band stage, and he was. We were watching him. Just he's on all the feed while rehearsing. I was new there, and somebody leaned into my office and was like. Uh, so you thinking about leaving already? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I forget what that song was. I think it was a song. It was, I think it was the song "Celebrity Booze Endorser." It was a screed against like uh, uh, celebrities endorsing uh, liquor brands. Okay. Like, celebrity yeah. booze endorser. He sings really <laughs> oh, super wow. nasally. Mm. That was, and I feel like it was one of those like, oh, we got to run it again. All right, here we go. Rehearsal number twelve. Oh. Like, no. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> That's that, Hollywood. Man. That reminds me of a few like years and years ago, uh, when so many things had made a Prairie Home Companion reference. I was like, well, what is this show? And so I picked a random one and one of the comedy segments that week was uh the iPad two had just come out and Garris Keeler sang a song called It's My iPad 2 to the the, uh, uh, the song Little Deuce Coop. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> it's, oh. it's my iPad 2. You don't know what I got. It's like, oh, my God. This is what this is. <laughs> but no one else has ever heard this. And I feel like I just imagined it. But I know it happened. Yeah. I was listening to it in my youth just, or I knew it through my parents because my mom at least really liked it. And yeah. uh, when the Simpsons made fun of it in like the uh, bad TV, be more funny when the, with the Garrison Keillor guy being on it, my mom actually was like hurt. Like, Oh, he's funny. Why are you being mean? <laughs> my Lobra family had classic rock on the radio. Uh, so I didn't know what NPR was until I was in college. Uh, this, I mean the, the Mensa crowd in this episode is a Garrison Keillor listenership. That's it. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. In an off screen scene, they all bonded over that. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Van Houten, like it's, so injured by uh, he's yeah. just like the sound the sound of it hitting him is so painful his glass is breaking immediately yeah and he yeah. is just like a giant baby too yeah so mm-hmm. we didn't he's mention knocked that. unconscious <laughs> in a diaper like he doesn't even have like uh, id with him he's in trouble mm-hmm. like, okay. but yes the the 
world goes to shit. Lisa can't stand it. And uh, that's she was upset the whole time she was there. When Bart ate the spark plug, she really just wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, that would kill... Bart's dead after <laughs> swallowing his spark plug. That would but, think. Yeah. Uh, but, but then Lisa kind of becomes a New York Times opinion columnist for a scene <laughs> and, uh, and writes, uh, writes some important information. An open letter to the people of Springfield. Today, our town lost what remained of its fragile civility. Drown in a sea of low-fat pudding. Look, I got runner-up prize. You won second place? No, but I got it. (laughs) Stealing is wrong. (laughs) Free boudoir photography. Sweet. Homer pulls out a dictionary. Hmm. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, right. We are a town of low brows, no brows, and ignorami. We have eight malls, but no symphony. Thirty-two bars, but no alternative theater. Thirteen stores that begin with le sex. I write this letter not to nag or whine, but to prod. We can better ourselves. <laughs> well, most of us. Bart shouldn't be naked with a pig. I'm just going to say no, that. No, that's what is waiting to happen, yeah. I think. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, Lisa's uh, article for the newspaper to cry for civility, mm-hmm. like that just, that is today. Like that, uh, she she totally would fit in the literati of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Very Maureen Dowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she was writing then, too, in 99. She so, was, yeah. 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 It is, uh, this area is not very kind to Lisa, so it's uh, kind of funny that they're having an episode featuring her just to crap on her and call her snotty and tell her <laughs> yeah. she's wrong. Yeah, by the end. Yeah, the yeah. moral is kind of like lay off, right? <laughs> yeah, smarty pants. She's often the hero of these stories, and in here she is not. No, she's. I mean, she even acknowledges in her thing, like, oh, but to prod, like, yes, you are a nag. Like, this is you nagging people and making them feel bad. Not to cut to the chase, but I mean, her story even just gets stolen by Homer at the end, and she doesn't mm-hmm. even get a real resolution. Yeah, and yeah that's true. true. There are like yeah. three scenes where Homer ignores her, but that never. Uh, pay, he never gets his comeuppance or yeah. learns anything from that. <laughs> when I saw all those scenes, like in the next one where he's too busy reading a bra ad to read her ad and then just stare at the wall instead of reading her article, uh, it took me back to how critical we were of that episode a few ones ago where Lisa's like, you know, Dad does a lot of things for me he doesn't want to. He's like, no, he doesn't. He never does. And the joke is he's an asshole who doesn't do stuff for you. But He signed her up for that beauty pageant. Yeah, that's that that's she the... she didn't want to do. <laughs> that was the nicest thing he ever did. Lisa sends off her article. It gets published. I like the... It goes by so fast and it's cropped terribly on Disney+. Plus. But I do like the headline, Pudding Spree Not enjoyed by all that's a that's a fun headline homer's not reading it ned won't read it wiggum won't read it nobody's reading it Mm -hmm. and uh i i also like this uh on the scully years they made they took ned from being kind of just like a wholesome goody two shoes to like a fundamentalist mm-hmm. strict christian yeah he's sliding and lovejoy even more so he has a book burning mobile like <laughs> yeah. it's very extreme I like for, how, for him just containing all that fire in the back with a lit yeah with an open fire in the ba- basically an oven with fire going in the back of his van <laughs> and, and love yeah lovejoy was n- like didn't care 
Yeah. That was the, always the joke with him oh, early yes. on. He's just boring and checked out. He just didn't really, yeah. Actively, like a Handmaid's Tale level. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, good joke. Villain. I'm not saying bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, the blowing it's a, up in front of the tree that doesn't, so you can't see burning. It's a good joke about Christians burning books or whatever. But yeah, that they, the, the only person they can tag it on is Lovejoy, I think, because they already did a joke with Ned, so it couldn't be Ned twice. Right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I guess it could be Helen Lovejoy. Oh, yeah. Kind of she always more. worries yeah. more. Yeah. I assume no one watching would remember her, though. Just like, mm. who is that character? Uh, they, they'd at least know her for, like, the think of the children catchphrase. Mm. She was saying that enough lately. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Maud, but, eh? That's... <laughs> 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 Huh. Also, Bart befriends a pig way before Spider Pig. Yeah, that's what I was. I just, yeah. Spider Pig yeah. is still incomprehensible to me. Mm. Like I remember the popularity when that came of it. Yeah. But was it popular? Was that just manufactured consent? Like I they just advertised the, it so much. Like I, you like Spider Pig. We like, will get to the movie at some point. But they found like at a test screening, everyone loved it, so they kept really? bringing Spider Pig back in the movie, which is why there's a Spider Pig song. Mm. So like the people mm. making the movie fell in love with the idea of Spider Pig, but. I thought it was funny for the first time, but uh, all the callbacks in the movie, I wasn't a, a yeah, huge fan it's of. It's a lot. Yeah. It felt a little like Gabbo. Gabbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I swear, I think the Spider Pig song like made it on the UK charts. Like, just really? the, the playing of the song from the movie. And I think wow. you could buy, can you buy Spider Pig at the park? Mm. Like, is there like a Spider oh. Pig doll or something? I yeah. think there is something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. see any merch beyond the big pink. That's the the only. That's the first and last thing I see you, when I go to the parks. And you can see he's in the uh, fast food area. There's a spider mm. pig on the ceiling. Am I wrong? I think that's mm. oh, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of little, little upstairs. Gigs and, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the um. I mean, have you guys at the Hollywood one? That's so the Hollywood one is better than the Orlando Springfield, just because. In the Orlando Springfield, they don't have the Krusty's secret room yes. in the dining yeah. room. And that is yeah. like the best thing they made in all of Springfield. Yes, like, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got his memorabilia in there. You've got a Gabbo, a real live Gabbo oh, right there. I would yeah, pay I would pay so much money for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want that that uh, puppet. That's what with, with all the illustrations. Thing. Yeah, all the right? off model drawings from and like the 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 artists actually get to sign their name. It isn't marked as Matt Groening. Like artists actually get to put oh, yeah. their names on their art. It's it's pretty nice. And like yeah. the palm, the the caricatures, like the palm restaurant. Yeah, is that yeah, what it is? yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's oh in yeah, the yeah, those style, are good. Yeah. Which those yeah. are in, up in in a cafeteria on the the Fox lot. There's like a oh. slightly like where the Fox employees work. There's a slightly Simpsons themed area, and that's the main thing. Is the Mount oh. Lushmore. Oh. A, a drawing that that's that's kind of a cool thing. I wish we'd mm. asked you that before. We got to we got to do a table read last month for our first one ever. Oh, great, great. Wow. It was awesome. But yeah, yeah. but we we ate at the Fox commissary, but we should have like been crawling around the studio all day and just <laughs> avoiding security guards uh, to find What out. security guards? Yes, the yeah, there were no security guards. Oh, you yeah, you just started walking. That's kind of true. If yeah. you're this is a tip if you're on a back lot, start walking <laughs> just and walk around. People will cares. assume you're supposed <laughs> to be there. Yeah. And a universal, you can get pretty up close to the like to jaws you can like you walk up and like be an extra essentially in you, the jaws really scene. nobody will button it nobody will stop you you can walk everywhere we walked we walked we with were our friend. standing in amity we were just standing uh, in amity behind the lake okay yeah 
Yeah, and, oh, and man. No one cares. Warner <laughs> had a big lockdown, right? I mean, uh, we went with my girlfriend and to a Conan taping. She had to use the bathroom. She had to get like escorted there with someone with the walkie-talkie during the screening. Oh, really? Or well, it might filming. be. You know, audiences might be a different thing. But if you have some like, you know, if you have some meeting or there's some dumb reason to be on it, like then after that, you could just like, you know, do your do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody yeah. If you're yeah, audience, they like lock you down a little more. But if you mm. can just get a friend to give you like a what they call a drive-on or something mm. or yeah. a walk-on pass. It doesn't matter. Oh, ba- oh, then you can do the... I If I have... A couple times I've been lucky enough to drive on to the Universal lot, I always do the... I drive Marty McFly's path. Ooh. I go past oh, the, where the wire was hung and past oh, the... Uh, and around yeah. Courthouse Square, and usually it's not blocked off, and you can just do it in your personal car. Oh, I should, and oh, you can man, put on the score which and be the, the dorkiest uh-huh. dork ever. Uh, but <laughs> it's pretty clock, exciting. But they changed the clock tower facade, right? It's not the same old facade. I mean, it's, yeah, typically it's some other design, but it's clearly the building yeah. and the, you yeah. know, and, and the layout of, you can tell where a uh, hologram jaws popped out. Mm. And uh, I wouldn't want to walk loose around the Universal Hollywood lot just because Norman Bates is there. He's going to oh, get me. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Watch out for that lady. That's not who you think. <laughs> <laughs> we we were standing next to the Bates Motel, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll go up on the porch, and and we you can take my picture." <laughs> and Norman Bates came out of the building because the tram was coming. I'm like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> yeah, um, we were very close to him. We were very very close. unnerving. Also, we watched a guy in a golf cart just take the um, go up the path by Jaws, and that's all motion act. There's like a strip. Like oh, that so if you pass it. So he just went over the strip and all the effects started going oh, off. And I could cool. just see him like laughing as yeah. he drove away. <laughs> he wasted all that gasoline yeah. on the explosion. Oh, yeah, you can just trigger explosion. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a huge waste. <laughs> but yes, nobody's reading it except for somebody who can make a paper airplane that throw, they throw into Lisa's room. We read your letter with great interest. If you wish to learn more, go to 13 Euclid Street. Tell no one and bring a dessert. Ooh. Hey, Lise. Whoa! Whoa! Lisa Simpson, are you ready to go on a voyage of intellectual self-discovery? I think so. Is that a pie or a quiche? A pie. You may enter. (laughs) Welcome to Mensa, Lisa. It's the organization for people with high IQs. I know that. It's also a constellation visible only from the southern hemisphere. She's good. She's very good. (laughs) And she brought a cream pie. That bugs me because it's clearly not a cream pie. No, it's got a lattice crust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have sweets expert Jason here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pies are easier to draw, right? Uh, Yeah. And they drew the wrong pie. Yeah. I think they they just thought like, eh, it's funny to hear Frank say cream pie. Let's just, that's an easy exit line. They chose a good group for Mensa for Mm -hmm. this show. And I think, is this Mm -hmm. where Lindsay Nagel is named? Yes. I thought so. This is the mm. true christening of Lindsay Nagel. And we've seen her like two other times in speaking roles, like uh, early edition oh, yeah. and then something else. She Actually, had a- three. She was oh, yeah. uh, the, the Poochie boss, the um, the boss of the kids' news, mm-hmm. 
And also the cell phone uh, company lady who's talking about family and community and synergy. Right. Like, yeah, so. Oh, right, right, right. So named after Sue Nagel, who was the... Uh, she was an agent then. She became president of HBO, and uh, she was married to Dana Gould for a time, too. So mm-hmm. uh, Pre oh. him being a writer on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think. yeah. And she now... I, yeah, I knew some of that, and then I looked up, and she now is the head of uh, Annapurna. Oh, yeah. So we have her to thank for good movies. Uh, yeah, good, good movies yeah. to lose money. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. In a future <laughs> episode, we'll be about her and Dana's experience adopting uh, kids from China. Yes, so yeah. That'll be happening in like five years. If you remember well, the one... three kids from China is what I... The I think so, yeah. Said, wow. Huh. Yeah, if you remember the one where Selma adopted uh, kids and a child in oh, China. Yeah. I do not was, remember was, that. Okay, well, sure. that happened. Selma, <laughs> Selma's had a child for years now on the, the show. Episode, uh, oh, really? How yes. many... How many years? Uh, I think a decade. I, I do at least. remember that yeah. one. I'm going to say 17 or 16. Yeah. It's a uh, Goo Goo Guy Pan is the name of the episode. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was funny. We we did interview Dana Gould, and he had a good joke about how he he tells his daughter like, "Hey, that's you on The Simpsons. I've named it you, and it was written for you." She's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to watch Bob's Burgers. Like, she's very <laughs> unimpressed. Much respect to Dana Gould for his commitment to Planet of the Apes fandom. Like, yeah. he is an insane, uh, like, has went up to that one ranch, that one, like, Hollywood ranch that isn't used anymore, and got pieces of plaster and chicken wire <laughs> Whoa, that really? they just let rot there. Because no one was <laughs> taking it. Like, he's told stories about, like, just his... He's uh, like an archaeologist. Yeah. yeah. I think so he's appearing yeah. somewhere as Dr. Zayas this month. Mm-hmm. In uh, in L.A. Oh, I saw, oh, I saw wow. him as Dr. Really? Zayas. Yeah. I've seen him as that. It was uh, <laughs> was it a John Hodgman thing where John, it was one of John Hodgman's like stage shows and he had a bit of like, what if Dr. Zayas read a thing? I forget the joke. But then a Dr. Zayas came out full perfect costume and the second he spoke i was like that's dana gould like that and uh. hodgman didn't even say yes that's dana gould under that stuff or anything he kept it kayfabe the whole time that's great that's <laughs> yeah wow so we we meet mensa mensa a real still operating thing i wondered if it was like shut down because it was uh like me too or something i tried to but, find that yeah. article but i couldn't no, on the Me Too article about there it. There was something, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I there, there was like a, a cult, or there was some sort of scandal, but I couldn't find it. Maybe our listeners can let us know what happened with Mensa. Yeah, I but. was thinking about the Me Too odds of uh, comic book guy mm, in the real world yes. today. Oh, yeah. he'd, have, he'd have his Harry Knowles. Uh, oh God! Uh, oh, why must you? <laughs> I'm gonna say he's more like the uh, the Simpsons version of Devin Faraci, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. We can cut that out if you want. Is any number? We'll keep naming them yes. until. There's one we can use until there's a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, later, I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad comic book guy is there to show the dark side of the Mensa nerds. Like he is, he's mm, he's toxic. He's toxic. Uh, he's toxic. Yeah. he's so, totally sexist in this. Like an yeah. asshole. Like yeah, mm. he's. And you're waiting for him to take off that hoodie for like he eight wears minutes. It too long. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they cut. Uh, I feel like that C dot run thing was supposed to happen at the this was gonna be a full scene and they're like, nah, we want to cut to Homer during this scene, so just move it there. I think that's why he's got that. Oh, they check so in long. on the Homer plot yeah, and they break yeah. it up. Okay, okay. Because it's always distracting when by this point too, even in first viewing and when I was like 17, I was like, they're okay, where is this? I'm waiting for this joke. He's wearing a different <laughs> shirt. Like I need to know when this joke's coming. Oh sure, sure. Uh, but yes, we learn all about Mensa from their members. You want me to join Mensa? 
Oh, that's wonderful. But don't I have to take some sort of IQ test? No, Lisa, you're more than qualified. I shared all your standardized test scores with the other members. Aren't those supposed to be confidential? Welcome to Mensa. You've joined such luminaries as cartoonist Mel Lazarus, <laughs> Gina Davis, and Parade Magazine's Marilyn Vosavant. Each the tops in his or her field. Uh, except for Mel Lazarus. Wow, I'm so honored you wanted me. Well, it was your delightfully condescending letter that put you over the top. Lindsay Nagel, Advanced Capital Ventures. Oh, what do you produce? Synergy, and books on how to cheat at bridge. Lisa, I think you'll really enjoy it here. Now, let's get down to business. Any new palindromes? <clears throat> Rise to vote, sir. Now, you know the agenda. Palindromes, anagrams, eat Lisa's pie, then voting. But rise to vote, sir, is a palindrome. Good lady, she's right. Lisa, I think you're going to fit in just fine around here. Wow, me, fit in. Hmm. That's sweet. She yeah. Lisa gets to feel I, mm. which again is not an emotion they revisit with her later. How she has to feel now that she lost her friends. Like mm. we're not so interested in that by the time the episode ends. But yeah, boy, I, I, Stephen I, Hawking's <laughs> here. It's a, let's talk yeah. to him. Let's go to Moe's. Make room for <laughs> Stephen Hawking and go to Moe's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mel Lazarus, creator of the, the comic Mama. Which yeah. would, my paper did not carry Mama. No, nope, me neither. No, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, I'm blanking on Mama. <laughs> well, also, Miss Peach. Did you guys read Miss Peach? Mm. No. no. I, Mama was the more. It's just about like an old lady who is, uh, interacts with her grown children. That's pretty much it. And, hmm. uh, not the greatest art either. But yeah, it's uh, no, a, a shot at Mel Lazarus, who just passed away three years ago. Uh, oh. Pretty recent one. And uh, Gina Davis and is also a real Mensa member, too. Hmm. I was looking Gosh. through real life Mensa members, and uh, there, <laughs> there are some dark members here <laughs> I want to list. Uh, we've got Dilbert creator Scott Adams. Yeah. Pretty, all right, he's pretty dark. genius. Lost all his friends. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, we've uh, got John McAfee, the uh, creator of the McAfee software, who's like, uh, oh, he has uh, a lot of like sex trafficking stories. I, mm, I found on there was pack. a video recently of a woman describing uh, how he would have her defecate on him. Mm. So if you would like to Google that, go for it. <laughs> Play the clip, Henry. Uh, I won't be offended if you don't. Mm, uh, <laughs> Minecraft creator Mark Notch Person. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, guy, yeah, he's a guy. Oh, so wonderful. He's he is. He's He's a guy? Oh, no. Oh, oh he sucks. He's out of his he's, mind. I don't know yeah. any of this. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, I, he has, well, I don't think he was a great guy beforehand, and then they handed him four, Microsoft handed him $4 billion, and then he went really crazy. Like, oh, yeah. Geez. He's, uh, and uh, Jimmy Seville, also a member oh, of Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and lastly, a uh, a recent white supremacist mass shooter is uh, I won't say his name. Oh, How do you join? Is it like uh, just the measure of IQ? Because yeah, you have to pass an IQ test. I mean, the thing about that is like all it is is a measure of how well you can take an IQ test, right? Yes, I mean, that's yeah. that's the problem with these things. Yeah, like culturally, so. not that I know what's on an IQ test, but is it like culturally skewed? Would it be sort of like if you know this reference or yeah, you learned yeah. this? It's like, what they measure. Just like, well, you do you know these composers? Or do you do you have you learned this math equation? Like those kind mm, of things. I, I haven't taken their test. They some uh, the rules change per division of Mensa, but uh, so I think the classic rule of Mensa is you only get to take the IQ test once. Like you can't take it over and over again until you pass it. Oh. And so if you fail once, you can you can resubmit if you pass a similar test and have a bunch of other like bona fides. But uh, you have to be in the 98th percentile of IQs, which is according to the Wikipedia like one. 
138, 140, like mm. that's the that that is your set for it. I okay. don't think I ever took an IQ test when I would have cared about it as a kid. I didn't take them. They weren't as easily findable like online. And now knowing your IQ feels like the like the shittiest thing in the world. So I don't <laughs> yeah, want to know. Yeah, yeah. Put that in your profile, your Twitter yes. profile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jamie Loftus, very funny comedian who was on our show. I believe she got into like she was like, wait, what do you have to do to get into me? And she did it. Ooh. She passed, I think got in and has written a series of articles like chronicling. I think she went to like a meetup or a convention or something. And it seemed I don't remember the specific details, but it seemed like immediately weird. Immediately oh, like, yes. oh, yeah. this is uh, unsettling. Is it, can we get it? Is there an age where they like, could we apply? Oh, think, you yeah. can apply right now. Yeah. Tons of old yeah. people are in it. Like there's no age limit on it. Yeah. That, I've gotten dumber though. So it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's a, like old fashioned, uh, like just nobody thinks to do it now. Like joining the board of the Razzie Awards. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's very like thirty years ago. Jay Fryer's Club. <laughs> yeah, well, Jay, yeah. I was been Jason. I've been talking about joining like an Elks Lodge for years. Like, yeah, or like one of these weird. You should we can have parties at that place? Yes. Yeah. So, oh, so that's kind oh, of why yeah, what I thought rate. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could open up the Elks Lodge's first like podcast studio and just have like the Elks Lodge Podcasting Network. Honestly, sure. that'd be great. All those moose heads, great acoustics. They oh, just absorb the sound. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, that, there are good people who are members of Mensa too. I just wanted to find like the five worst people who are Mensa. <laughs> I think you did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, that uh, first Lindsay Nagel, this is, it, she says her name out loud and she has her blonde hair. So I think that's when they finally could say in the character packs, this is Lindsay Nagel. When Tress McNeil does this voice, it is Lindsay Nagel, not just female executive. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I still think she does take on... There's still a fake Lindsay Nagel in the future. I think she's one of the the execs who ruins the Krusty show who says like have you thought about Dave Chappelle oh so that's not Lindsay Nagel I don't well okay. no because she explodes and turns into a T-1000 <laughs> so I don't think that's her well, how bizarre is that that <laughs> moment where Dave Chappelle is their go to of what a hacky person is yeah, yeah and then not not knowing that right around the corner he's, he becomes this like royalty of comedy yeah yeah It. I think uh, at the time he was just like He's the guy they keep trying to make happen in network sitcoms. Like, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Oh, he's, he, he as himself kind of does that role in Larry Sanders. Yeah. Mm. He's like brought in and like notes the writer's sitcom to death. Mm. And, uh, yeah, well, well, a nutty professor. He's comic that's like bad. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's and, the like, comic that Eddie Murphy like just such a good pranks on. <laughs> it performance is, is yeah. a bad comedian. It is. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I guess, I don't know, was, did this all help to like... Make his image you this, before this it was weird slant on. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the men in tights, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'd already yeah. like uh, Hollywood had gotten pretty behind uh, Chappelle yeah, for most of the nineties. Tom <laughs> Hanks's best friend in You've Got yeah. Mail. Oh, yeah. 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 He, they yeah. don't give him much to do. And they were trying to do a Home Improvement spinoff that was him and Jim Brewer really? called what? like Buddies. Or oh, something. oh, I remember Buddies. Yeah. Like there's a weird I, Home Improvement that's kind of oh. hijacked by the Buddies. I didn't know that. I didn't know it started wow. with backdoor pilot. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah they did one yeah. of those, yeah. Oh, as they cool. did with Dan Aykroyd in the show Soul Man, where he's a preacher, a <laughs> truly unpleasant yes. show oh, around yeah. this era. He was Soul Man was on Home Improvement. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, and I remember uh, I was so excited for Blues Brothers 2000, and then they had on, <laughs> they had on John Goodman, like as uh, I think Goodman and Bel- Jim Belushi were guests on a Soul Man episode to promote mm. Blues they Brothers did it. 2000. I am going to watch that. I am. Gonna, <laughs> I, I will watch. It. I don't it's, say that. It's some lost Blues. 
Brothers history there. <laughs> they don't have the ABC sitcoms on Disney Plus, do they? They should. No, no. Oh, yeah. For I mean, like things like uh, Great Under Fire. That's far too risque for Disney Plus now. Mm. I'm also, like, like crimes TG. happened on that set too. Oh, TGIF yeah, full, Town. Full House should be all yeah, the TGIF. Yeah. Shows Maybe the ownership because Warner Brothers owns. Uh, oh yeah, you know and then, but I think uh, uh, Boy Meets World is on uh, mm. Disney Plus because yeah. that's yeah. Disney owned, and then, yeah. so that, that mm-hmm. just carries through. But yeah, I still think it's wrong that Home Alone gets to be a Disney. Like they get to promote like Home Alone on Disney Plus. It's like Disney in '92 would have never made Home Alone, and mm-hmm. now they get to just steal all the credit for it. Yeah, like, that's I, just, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's icky. Uh, kids today, they'll think it's always been a Disney movie. I'm going to tell my kids Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's there like, used to be searchlights yeah. up front. <laughs> uh, but yes, in between these scenes, Homer makes a call to uh, the the pornographer. In it, Homer implies that when he plays Santa, he's like nude and exposing himself to children. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, okay. Uh, isn't it weird that they designed the photographer to look like Annie Leibovitz? Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And why is her camera from like 1937 uh yeah i don't know like <laughs> now, now it feels like she's an artisan photographer that you like hired to only take pictures with non-digital stuff but do you um, have who did that voice uh oh, no. that was just tress mcneil oh yeah i mean yeah. that was tress. okay yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. pretty much any most women are tress in the this area here like one off i mm-hmm. though i wondered if she's also like usually a temp voice that they'll sub in with somebody i wonder if they thought they could get annie Leibowitz to do that <laughs> voice oh, okay. now they would i feel yeah. like this is a character a celebrity would play mm, now sure. but i feel like that is a big like oh a style of delivering comedic lines in just buried in my subconscious is tress mcneil Mm-hmm. Yeah, now mm-hmm. she's like, I mean, we've been hearing her all our life since, I guess, starting with like, well, if you were a Weird Al fan, then you heard her on the mm-hmm. Oh Ricky song. The, oh, uh, yeah. Wow. She's Lucille on that. And I, she was uh, in the video, right? Yeah, she's yeah, Lucille in the so. video too. Yeah, but. Where'd she come from? What was her? Uh, groundling? Yeah, she's a groundling yeah. person. Okay. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think most of the, half the half the cast on Tiny Toons is groundlings people. They just really? hired, huh. they just hired groundlings there. That's she, what, like, that's why all these UCB voices you hear in kids' cartoons now it's the just the continuation of that yeah i get in on that racket i know you got a distinct yeah yeah thank you that's Mm -hmm. a couple hundred dollars each roll i know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i saw trust mcneil but i went to a read through like six or seven years ago and she came in for one line wow (laughs) Wow. man and then left we got to we got to hear her. She was at ours too, and Nancy Cartwright wasn't there, so we got to hear Tress's do Bart, and she Whoa, does a pretty really? good Bart. Really, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Weird. Yeah, wow. it uh, yeah it was Nancy. No Nancy and no Harry. We got to meet Hank. Hank was there in person. Apparently, he's usually oh, cool. on the phone. But uh, Brockmeyer himself, yeah. he was. <laughs> who was your, yours? Table read. Um, almost nobody. Like nobody. Like out of the ordinary, and not Harry, and not Hank. So it was a little, mm-hmm. a little I, hard down. I had no Hank, no Harry. I had. Dan, Nancy, I think Julie Kavner was on the phone. Oh, she Julie was at ours too. Yeah, uh, Tress McNeil was there, and uh, Werner Herzog was there. Oh, oh wait, wait, you were at the same table. Read one of our friends was yeah, at. Yeah, our friend Dan Reichert was at that oh, same one. Wow. Yeah, we got to hear it from our. Our friend who didn't get to go to it, who is uh, like, was incredibly depressed. He missed Werner Herzog. He was like, a Simpsons table read, that's great anyway, but meeting Werner Herzog, that was his true dream. It was <laughs> wild. So we sad. did not know before. We're walking around the table and we, I go, oh my God, this is Werner <laughs> Herzog. Is that area? That did not area, right? Uh, I don't 
Oh, no, no, no. This is an old oh, Werner Herzog oh, episode. Okay. Oh, oh, so our friend just did a back. recent so Werner Herzog. So he must Herzog be back. One. I didn't Ooh, realize that. Okay. Yeah, he said six, seven years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. okay. I didn't know yeah, that. that's how long I'm... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, experts we are. Jeez. Werner <laughs> <laughs> Herzog, who lives here in Los Angeles and called it like the city he's ever lived in with the most substance. Culture. Yeah, he loves like, culture. Uh, yeah, he loves, he loves Baby Yoda. I mean, he he's all over. He loves Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah. I like. I respect him so much, and like, I know he's a little. Like, you know, he's got. He's like, has he pulled a gun on an actor? Sure. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but when he's like, I have not had to, uh, the only streaming service I have is Criterion Channel. Like, I I buy that. Com- mm. Opposed to like this morning, I read like. Lynn Eastwood says he's never sent an email. And it's like, mm. oh, God. Like, come on. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know, though. Could he's 90 years oh, old. Oh, I believe it's yeah. true. I'm sure he's I told just... people send an email. I'm yeah, sure he's he people that, yeah. that send his emails for him. Like, that was a John McCain, uh, like, bragging point. Oh, in sure. First, uh, like, he's like, I've never sent an email before. Oh, I've yeah. never <laughs> used a computer before. Cool. Uh, yeah, I guess cool to make guy. him seem more, like, down to earth to yeah. the average voter. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now Herzog, uh, well, he did, you know, look, yes, he pulls guns on people. He also saved Joaquin Phoenix's life. So, that's, oh yeah, uh, he's uh, oh. he was in a bur- uh, Joaquin Phoenix was in a car wreck and he pulled him out yep. of the car. Yeah, like, on like Mulholland, yeah. off of Mulholland or something. Yeah, something like yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't have the Joker if not for that. So I mean, we got to thank <laughs> Werner for that. What an origin story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Homer schedules this thing with the uh, the pornographer, then Lisa, <laughs> the then, pornographer. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Lisa, Lisa's having a conversation about library statistics, which I like that she, I like she says, like, when I try to talk about library stuff in my family, they call me a nerd. Like, they rightly do, Lisa. But, <laughs> yeah, even such March. a dry area. Yeah, and then uh, and then comic book guy reveals his t-shirt, which is just like all, I think we've moved past those clever t-shirts now. I don't know. I don't think, I don't see him as much. I don't wear them. Uh, yeah, I don't see I a lot of did. shirts with like a, just a joke printed on them anymore. Mm. It's more like a clever image that if you are part of the Dennis Miller ratio, <laughs> you recognize. And now we associate Dennis Miller with other things, not yes, being yeah. clever. His ratio is like how many, uh, <laughs> the the level of whiteness you have to be to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on my other podcast, uh, we were taking outside ads because we were part of a network and one of them was for Dennis Miller's new sports show. And it was him doing <laughs> this very dry reading about, you know, check out my sports show on Podcast One Network, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, this is Dennis Miller. He's got to say something snappy at the end. He said, be there or be square. <laughs> Boy. You don't get any of Dennis Miller for his ad reads. So yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not. You're not getting the magic. Not today. <laughs> not today. Chat <laughs> uh, I heard a podcast ad recently that was uh, Ariana Huffington talking about her new show, oh, and no. I feel like she's on her third network, third show at this. But she's just the most. She doesn't get enough credit for being a total grifter. <laughs> like yeah. made so much money on Jeez. Huffington Post. Yeah. Not paying people. She wrote a book. About about like the importance of a good night's sleep and it's like <laughs> this is unbelievable and that like, was before like her original grift was I knew her as like the friendly Republican on the yes. politically incorrect oh but, yeah, yeah. When, uh, with a fun accent, right? yeah. Oh, what a fun accent! And she'd have barbs with Al Franken, and uh, boy, how how times have changed. Mm. I, I I'm so disappointed in myself how much I was like uh, I'm a good lefty watching politically incorrect. I I'm mm. learning things here, <laughs> and uh, that was as left wing as you got to be on television. Yeah, different then. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, on your on your path mm-hmm. uh, as a dentist. Yeah, we all we, we all uh, regret things. In our <laughs> <laughs> like, by the way, Craig, I need to say this on the mic so listeners know, Craig. 
Fix It uh, America is the funniest thing oh, ever. Thank it, you. You, uh, you really take it, it to, uh, to Putin's girlfriend on that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have you seen Putin hanging around with his bitch. Uh, his name's Donald Trump. I made a real, like a long, uh, it's a full length political show with uh, Craig Healy, who is a nightmare comedian from uh, <laughs> uh, I've been working with since Funny or Die. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's available on Viewboo, V I O O B U dot com. Mm. Uh, guy who really uh, resembles uh, Jason Sheridan, who I'm with right now, <laughs> sure. who also a little bit resembles John Lovett, the uh, uh, political pundit, but he is Dana Carvet, mm. a totally different, very entity. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. I every the crossing of the legs that. Uh, <laughs> Thank that, you. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Th- <laughs> joke I've done in anything in a long time. <laughs> it made me uh, so happy. <laughs> oh, but actually, I was going to say the, the Mensa Roundtable they're having, that's basically this podcast right now, except about Simpsons instead of libraries. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The top elite <laughs> of the elite. <laughs> uh, but yes, Lisa is so happy to finally have friends. I can't believe how they're dumbing down the Springfield Library. They've gotten rid of the English literature section and replaced it with a make-your-own-Sunday bar. I heard they got rid of the reference desk to make room for an air hockey table. Even the microfilm? Even the microfiche. Oh, God. My family never talks about library standards, and every time I try to steer the conversation that way, they make me feel like a nerd. We are hardly nerds. What nerd wears such an irreverent sweatshirt? See, Doss. See, Doss, run. Run, Doss, run. <laughs> oh, only one person in a million would find that funny. Yes, we call that the Dennis Miller ratio. So I was part of All TV Simpsons, uh, the news group, reading mm-hmm. this at the time, and I rushed over to my computer when this episode ended to see what people were saying, and they were the first to point out that the slashes on his shirt are backslashes, and they should be front slashes for DOS yeah. commands. Wow. So uh, living, they really... Living comic book. They man. said wow. Mike Scully was so lazy for letting that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Worst episode ever. Uh, I mean, by this point, they were directly taking lines from all TV Simpsons and putting them in comic book guy's mouth at that point <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I like from the beginning, they are showing that like Mensa, Mensa seems fun for Lisa, but they already have all these like uh, not subtle elitism and just how much they look down on common people. Like uh, now I'm just shocked that a library would ever have the money for a make your own Sunday bar or an air hockey <laughs> table. Like, sure, yeah. They would not have that kind of uh, government support. I'd be into all those things. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Well, like microfiche is useless now but like an air hockey table you can't like google that like it's yeah, like, you yeah. Go to a physical place you can yes. take video games out now it's awesome mm, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah interesting well like when at the library you can just like uh there's some website that just has like oh do you have a library card here you can just watch these movies they're on a website mm-hmm. oh like, yeah, yeah i have like oh. three of those apps uh, you know, it's not as great as Disney Plus, the greatest <laughs> Thank service. You nothing ever will be. No. <laughs> what if our taxes pay for that too? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I mean, we are we in we a way are they are the tax. Yeah, yeah. the seven dollar mm-hmm. a month tax on Disney <laughs> Disney content entertainment oh. tax. Uh, but yes, uh, Homer Homer then meets the pornographer in the next shot. <laughs> are you ready in there, Mister Simpson? Are you sure you're a fully accredited and bonded pornographer? Just come out. Please be kind. You look fantastic. Let me just adjust my lens here. Oh, you're sure this will save my marriage? Try not to speak. It's making your body ripple. (laughs) Dad! (gasps) Dad, are you home? (gasps) (gasps) Fine, I don't care what you're doing. 
Don't look, don't look, don't look! Okay, I think he's gone. Let's reschedule. The initial front-facing Bart is a very good drawing. Yeah. A very funny, yeah, uh, cursed very funny drawing. Yeah. It also is incredible. When they show the outside shot of the house, it's like Bart is close to falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a lot of space on that window for him to stand there. Uh, the, I think the reveal of Millhouse in there has made my favorite like visual gag in the episode. It's yeah. just uh, always funny to see Millhouse. But I do feel for Homer's like vulnerability here of just like try, like getting... He's, he's the shyest he's ever been. He runs around in his underwear quite often, but not uh, now it feels different for him. Mm-hmm. It's also weird he brings into it that he's like, is this going to save my marriage? Like, whoa, what? what? <laughs> save your marriage? Yeah, yeah, is this your worry really that your marriage is falling part. apart? <laughs> I was more used to the moms of my era growing up getting the glamour shots. And you mm. see, like, occasionally you go to a friend's house, you see a picture of their mom looking like they were in poison or something with, like, <laughs> very heavy makeup yeah. and teased hair and just, like, this weird watercolor background. Yeah, the the parents' house I went to that had a a, a Nagel, not uh, Lindsay Nagel, but Patrick Nagel. Oh, right. It was the style I kind of used on Movie City, my show. I mm. like. I remember there was a Nagel painting, and then her looking like that, and like this is not like my house. <laughs> I'm scared of this house. <laughs> Get me out of this house. <laughs> These parents are too sexually free. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, that's not true. They were. Uh, they uh, got divorced. They were big, uh, they were a big old fight. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> they pretended they were. <laughs> what year is this again? What is this? Ninety nine. May ninety nine. Yeah. So, so George Costanza has already done a photo shoot. This oh, is the yeah. first thing I thought of yeah. when yeah. I was. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Seinfeld's mm. over at this point. Yeah. They, they've, so yeah, they're uh, they're Boy. just ripping off a Seinfeld plot. Were, men, mm. were men doing this? Was this a fad or something? Mm. I I mean, it's uh, the comedic idea of, like, who would be attracted to this ugly, fat person, I guess. So, uh, which, like, I don't know. I think Homer looks legitimately sexy in a couple of these shots. Like, but it's, I don't think it was. the bear, right? The, yes. The, so. Well, no, it's actually him wrapped up in the hose. That's, oh, that's yeah. my favorite of them. <laughs> His tummy's, like, peeking out between it. Uh, this is getting too much into my uh, likes. Anyway, uh, um, there should have been a follow I, I always felt like there should have been a follow-up where Bart tattles on Homer or something like Bart catching Homer like this should have some some repercussions or something. It, uh, it just they just kind of drop it. Yeah, or like yeah. he sits him down and talks about like something. Yeah. At least yeah, it, it did feel like there was a couple things to just uh, let go in the episode in general. Mm, yeah, like when you see Daddy new with a strange woman. <laughs> here's why. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah, it never comes up. Who was that? Nah. Right. Well, that's what, there's like funny things in this, and actually I think that boudoir photography plot is pretty funny but then it doesn't like it really is a left turn like it's the it's the prize for the it's the second place prize of the idiot contest Mm. is boudoir photography (laughs) which they got the idea for the idiot contest from just some uh, just a commercial break and then it doesn't tie into Mensa and yeah Lisa's feelings aren't right it's it's one of those I don't I I I say this not to scold them because I know things I've written were like oh yeah you didn't like earn any of that or tie it all together but it's a good reminder to earn things and tie things all together <laughs> it's it's funniest to me where homer is taking photos still while his daughter is like mayor it's like well you still made time for photos while your daughter is the mayor of <laughs> they the never discuss the yeah. fact that she is among six mayors yeah <laughs> I, I guess they always intend to include a wacky homer plot with a lisa or marge episode to sort yeah. of uh, temper it a little in case you're kind of bored with watching a story about a woman <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. well same with meat. yeah in the scully years when 
when Lisa, when it's a Lisa thing, they're like, we need a lot of gross stuff around Lisa. Like that. That's a lot. I like just to keep uh, the, the scatological things to keep people engaged. Mm. We go to the Ren Fair and the tale of Gazebo 7. And uh, boy, is there a joke in here that oh, didn't oh, take Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's, let's hear about Gazebo. Mm. Uh, Gazebo 7 through 9. I'm back in the Renaissance. Please stay in character, gentle wench. Verily, I declare that the Earth revolves around the sun and not t'other way round. Stop looking down my blouse, Copernicus. Forsooth, mine eyes doth rove of their own accord. Zounds! Uh, Someone took our gazebo! No, no, that's impossible. We reserved it months ago. Someone should stand up to them. Oh, mm. oh I'll do it. Excuse me, gentlemen. Might I take a peek at your gazebo reservation form? Beat it! <laughs> As well. We each have a good case. What part of beat it didn't you understand? Mm, I guess it would be the it. I'm not exactly sure to what that refers. It's a... Ow! Oh, it's hopeless. There's some uh, she-males in Gazebo 3, a nasty-looking spider in Gazebo 6, and the less said about Gazebo 8, the better. Ah, Chief, thank God you're here. We reserve Gazebo 7, and look! Jeez, how many gazebos do you she-males need? Ooh. I feel like they were maybe talked down by the network from a harsher word. Maybe. That's what it sounds like. Maybe. I sh- but they were very proud of themselves that they could say that on a TV. Yeah, yeah. You guys were talking about on a, a, another episode about, like, Greening was the one who would be like, don't do that. Like, he would be, like, keeping yeah. an eye on stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't He's know. He's a Futurama now, so yes. uh, not watching as closely. Not completely <laughs> detached, but, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, uh, the example I always bring up is there was, if you guys remember the uh, the second Sideshow Bob episode where it's the very start and they're saying Selma's got uh, dates and he's coming in and they're all imagining what the date's going to be. Mm. Originally, they had a, a rather ableist joke about one of the guys who she'd come in with. And he, like, there's a note on the storyboards where Graining's like, make this specifically the elephant man and you can do it. But I don't want this to just be a joke about a man with a disability dating her. Yeah. 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 And he even says, like, sorry, PC math strikes again. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that she-males joke, I just, ugh, boy. Didn't boy, they years boy. later have that, like, Selma marries a man yes. pretending to be, and it's like this oh. really odd, like, not. Wow, I really forgot that, yeah. That'll be coming Why? up, but. With, like, Adam's Apple comedy, like, Ooh. really. Yeah, the reveal is that, uh, so, like, Marge's on board with gay marriage until she finds out Selma is getting married to a woman. Oh, but no, then, it's Patty. Oh, it's Patty, Patty. Patty, yeah, Patty. Oh, right, right, right. right. Uh, but then the reveal is that it was actually a man the entire time. It's a man. Yeah. I remember, oh, like, what are we wow. doing? Yeah. This is some it's, a no, it's an odd choice. Hijinky. Yeah. Well, this isn't a real, like, transphobic uh, few episodes of Simpsons because yeah. the next one is 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, which maybe has, like, the grossest transphobic joke yeah, I can think I of think in the series, which is the guy is telling them how to live on pennies and how they can stay rich like he eats cat food and everything is like that boat do you it belonged to somebody this suit it was something somebody died in and all those beautiful ladies they all used to be men and then everybody oh, like yeah. Goes, yeah like yeah yeah it, it's a bad in, bad, a, bad in a less joke. enlightened time I think trans bashing was just a new frontier of humor like all these yeah. jokes we haven't made yet but now we look back and we're like oh not so great no yeah I uh, the nice thing I say is that there were way worse transphobic shows in 1999 than Simpsons mm-hmm. that they were being yeah. better but 
Yeah, just uh, uh, just hearing that word in this clip. Yeah, that's a, that's a really extinct word. That was some of the shock of it, isn't even like some of it's uh, you're offended, but you're also just like, where is it? Yeah, I haven't heard that in yeah. years. <laughs> I am surprised that Disney didn't like comb through and like knock some stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, the, the first thing I wanted to check for, and I think Henry checked for me, is the uh, uh, Nazi. Uh, what was it? Nazi Superman uh, or our superiors? Yes, yeah, yeah. The oh, short yeah. film made by the stand-in for Disney in their world, but they left right. that joke in. Like, yeah. that's so. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson didn't survive. Right. That's the one. They cut that episode. You can't see it on Disney Plus. I applaud very <laughs> good. It's for sure. And it's on it's on eight million DVDs. You can find that episode quite easily. It's not that you can never go away. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's still the one later where the guy that Leon comes back. I just learned about that. Oh, oh, the Prince one they were gonna do, where he was like voiced by Prince. Or? No, no, no. Like oh, a couple com- years ago, oh, they brought back Leon Kampowski. Wow. Oh, I never know. He actually <laughs> they didn't. I show. don't think they removed that one. Mm-hmm. Does he only talk like his regular voice at the end? Uh, he, no, he sings. He sings a new version of "Lisa, It's Your Birthday." I just learned about this, <laughs> and he. Uh, and it's the Kip Lennon who sang, did the singing for Michael Jackson. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. They brought back Kip Lennon. <laughs> well, I, I remember even at Simpsons at the Bowl, they did like five years ago, Kip Lennon came out and sang it. Like he was there oh, for it. Yeah. But, yeah. What a weird. I can understand one to hear like the monorail song, but then like who's excited to hear <laughs> well, you see this fill odd t- guy? <laughs> Lisa, it's your birthday. Uh, well, you got to fill two hours. You can't just <laughs> you do yeah. There's only so many songs. This is like when we did the backdraft episode and we're like hey did you know there was a backdraft too from this year oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh shit uh, well that episode is Mr. Lisa's Opus and uh, I think it's on Disney Plus it's from 2017 so oh, I assume it is yeah, on Disney Plus yeah, they so. better have removed it mm-hmm. alright uh, 2017 Mr. Holland's Opus reference <laughs> yes. All right. yeah. uh, rock and roll and uh, yeah, this Ren Fair bit here. I there were tons of Ren Fair bits going around in this time of comedy. Mm-hmm. Like Mister Show did a great one about. Uh, well, no, it was a Civil War reenactors meaning Star Trek reenactors. But yeah, I took the, that as a Ren oh, Fair yeah. bit. All the yeah. Ren Fair jokes kept me from going to one as a kid, and I think I made the right decision. I think they mm. warned me away. Uh, I that bent well. I had one friend, a woman who was really into it, but she and that's what the corset joke in here reminded me of it because she she liked wearing corsets, but also yeah, it's the secret of Ren Fairs is it's for creepy nerds to look down mm. the dresses of, of women mm. in, in period accurate corsets. They That's, really uh, yes, hated yes. Uh, Ren Fairs on Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just a different flavor of nerd going yeah. after a different kind <laughs> yeah, of nerd. Odd, uh, yeah, yeah. lower on the totem pole than us. They really came down on the leather mug makers. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference they would use. I'm like, well, I guess that's something I should hate, so I hate it now. Uh, was that in, like the Quest of the Delta Knights? They it was way back in like Pod People. Oh, okay. yeah, like w- wow. way early on. They were way ahead of the curve then. Yeah, I I think Kevin Murphy legit went to those and could report on them. Yeah, I'm somebody, gonna, somebody I, did. He was a Lord of the Rings mega nerd in the 70s, so I have to think he's um, gone to some Ren Fairs, yeah. that, that Kevin Murphy. When I was a comic book kid, I would be like, okay, yeah, I'm a comic book nerd, but I'm not mm. going in the Warhammer section of the <laughs> no. store. I'm not going in the miniatures. <laughs> the only the only time miniatures got me was for Hero Clicks because they were, do you guys know Hero Clicks? Yeah, yeah. I, was th- I was like, oh, I don't need any more of these. I don't oh, need any more plastic stuff. I'd rather like, have 
have my three thousand dollars back that I sp- uh, probably <laughs> sure. in total spent on hero clips. But you didn't now. buy paint, right? No, I never painted See? the miniatures. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. they were pre-painted, so you I saved just, some money. I just had like five versions of Spider-Man are going to fight your five versions of Batman. Who can win <laughs> here? Was the game good though? I, never I, I actually thought it was fun. Yes, yeah. yeah, I had some good time, especially because you could mix and match characters, and like as it went on, they even had indie comics. So like you could have the Ninja Turtles and Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fight Spider-Man and Batman and uh, even obscure characters. Well, I miss the days when like Spider-Ham was obscure and now he's just like every yeah. obscure character is just uh, I can't ironically like them anymore. Now they're mm-hmm. just plain old popular. It's, Spider-Man uh, and the women from Love and Rockets are <laughs> Hopi and uh, <laughs> Hopi oh, and Maggie. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ah, damn it. I was so close with the reach there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, they, they are rejected from Gazebo 7. They take the gazebo rule. I also like the Wiggum just, he's like, I'm just going to day drink in a gazebo in uniform <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, uh, So they take the gazebo rules to uh, Mayor Quimby. Mayor Quimby thinks it is about something much bigger and runs away. I uh, The runaway scene, I was waiting for that horse to explode when it ran out of it. I was like, it feels like it's a missing horse exploding uh, beat there. The horse murmurs. As yeah. it parachutes away for no reason. <laughs> That's good. I'd rather have a horse. I mean, things exploding that shouldn't explode. Like that was getting hacky by ninety nine at that point. But like, <laughs> just yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah. I, I Family Guy did a horse exploding joke. Uh, like a little after. Yeah, this you're right morning, about that. I yeah, I do like that. They're shredder. They shred things and then shred that in a super shredder type thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like uh, that. Not to be confused with the Kevin Nash played super shredder from of course, uh, yes. uh, Secret yeah. of the Use. Yeah. That toy. I had the super shredder toy, mm-hmm. but he's like he's shorter than the turtles that's what pissed me off of my super shredder oh yeah it's very frustrating very frustrating i had the toy i still have it it's in by my car in the storage unit in the apartment (laughs) uh i think though NECA is making they make a lot of ninja turtle toys I believe we will get the real scale the Super Shredder okay. in the next year or two. Those old toys never promised scale, though. Mm-hmm. That was no, the promise the scale they made was very to bad. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. this new company is promising scale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Ne- NECA makes good... Uh, I, yeah, they made some really good Simpsons toys. They did the yes, uh, they did all the some, guest yeah. star ones. Uh, I have a signed... You'll like this. I have a signed Bret Hart NECA oh, yeah, figure very box. good. Yeah. Uh, but they made that Adam West, the Simpsons Adam West. It's a great one. Yeah. yeah. So the Mensa people uh, scare off Quimby, and then they find out they're in charge. What? <laughs> well, that was unexpected. What's going on? Where's the mayor? He skipped town. Really? So who's in charge? Well, that's a good question. Let's uh, <clears throat> take a quick look at the town charter. Done. 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 Finished. According to the charter, should the mayor abdicate, the council of learned citizens may rule in his stead. Well, there's no one more learned than us. So I guess <laughs> we're in charge. What? <laughs> Let me see that. See here. We the people, cruel and unusual, blah, blah, blah. Ritual circumcision, yuck, yuck, yuck. Jeez, uh, I'll take your word for it. I guess you are in charge. With our superior intellects, we could rebuild this city on a foundation of reason and enlightenment. We could turn Springfield into a utopia. A new Athens. Or Walden, too. Yeah, a real candy land. Of the mind, the mind. I'll just go now. Bunch of darks. (laughs) (laughs) He got a real uh, Mo style. Yeah, he whipped off Mo's bit with that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> only Hank Azaria characters can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, I guess Mo couldn't be in that room to make that noise. So we no just does for it. Mo, yeah. I mean, that bit there that is that is Mayor Pete's uh, entire uh, pitch. Like that's his stump speech. Like the smartest people should be in charge of things, and I'm the smartest. Mm-hmm. I I speak seven languages. Come on, and IQ is means good. Yeah, IQ <laughs> means good. Yeah. And, uh, the most IQ makes you the most good person. That's right. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I like a good town charter jokes. The Springfield town charter has been uh, the source of many a good comedy. They don't have yeah. that uh, clerk nearby to uh, oh, blow yeah. dust off it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and discover yeah. new passages. Yeah. yeah. I guess you have to assume Quimby returned at some point to the town and retook his, his office. He's just gone for like a week or something. <laughs> uh, okay. But that's just kind of left hanging too. But, uh-huh. uh, but also, yeah, that can Candyland reference did remind me. You guys, I had forgotten all this Candyland myth, but oh, you yeah. guys talked a lot about it on a recent podcast. <laughs> we just podcast. did a big old run, yeah. I, I, I felt bad. I didn't have a lot of Candyland at the ready. I didn't mm-hmm. have the mythology so good. It, it, I was, I've was. i been meaning to dig back in and remember <laughs> we'll do, what they all look like. Years, we'll do a I, full yeah. Candyland <laughs> at a certain point about Lord Licorice and uh, Queen Frostine. Grandma Nut. Grandma <laughs> Nut. <laughs> Uh, the, I liked for that game that there's no dice to lose. You just you just shuffle those cards, and mm-hmm. you're gonna if you win or lose, it that's decided the second you put those cards down. It's just waiting mm-hmm. to find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we come back from the break, and they're explaining all their plans to make the city better. It uh, it makes me think like I think West Wing had premiered by this time on the in '99. Ooh, I, think I think that'd be fall of '99. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. This has a West Wing Democrat kind of spirit to it. For <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's also with these IQ nerds. They should have pointed out, like, no, there's a Ben Shapiro in these groups. Like, there are guys sure. like that in the Pensa groups. It's, I was telling you, it's comic book, man. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, what's his name? It's comic his comic book, book. He's a guy. Got my, yeah. I keep saying man. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, that's that's too much maturity putting on old CBG there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I like that his comic books informed the uh, the juried notice. That's a, that's a good joke. That's mm-hmm. all. But uh, I also I just like seeing a radioactive man comic in the show too. I think they they dropped radioactive man. Now they just are like, eh, it's a we'll just draw a Spider Man comic. It's just mm-hmm. or a Batman comic. Mm-hmm. Now they're owned by they could just put Spider Man in there all day. It's all the same <laughs> company. That's true. Oh, sure. Yes. Yes. Seeing, we see the fate of Carl uh, getting diabetes. Uh, Lenny's fate is equally sad. He's, oh yeah, he's nowhere to go. Uh, I love that joke. So, but that's their first like dumb thing of like if everything was red. Traffic accidents or everything is yellow or red. Traffic accidents would probably like multiply by a hundred percent that day. <laughs> yes. like it, yeah. It's actually yes. quite dangerous. <laughs> this uh, is why Mayor Pete isn't a good. <laughs> Stain. He, yeah. He's gonna do that. He's gonna do the lights thing. I swear. <laughs> My dad had a story of I think they went from like Philadelphia to New York either for like a Yankees game or the World's Fair or something. But one of the cities did not have yellow lights for a while. They just had red and green. Uh, So, like, it would very suddenly go from, like, go to stop. Ooh, geez. That's that's, that's why they invented the yellow light, to make you slow down down. and hopefully not kill someone. (laughs) The nerds are really showing off here. Stay yellow! Stay yellow! Man, I'm making record time. If only I had someplace to be. (laughs) And we've really elevated the level of discourse at the dog track. We replaced the fanfare with classical music, and instead of chasing a rabbit, the dogs chase a diploma. The world has already taken note of our accomplishments. Springfield has moved up to number 299 on the list of America's 300 most livable cities. Take that, East St. Louis. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where the St. Louis uh, story comes yes, from. Yes, a real, a real kick in a town when it's down with that yeah. East St. Louis one. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. Well, like, so the other four cities that are there from 300 to 296, like two are made up, Dawson's Creek, North Carolina, <laughs> and Ebola, Rhode Island. <laughs> but the other one is Flint, Michigan, which is, again, even then, yeah. was like, that's one you're kicking. It's like, no, it actually is, like, <laughs> got totally fucked over by business. And, like, when I see it now, I'm like, it just reminds me, like, oh, yeah, they still don't have clean drinking water, do they? That's mm. uh, uh, depressing. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. A real life spring field. It's less fun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I also, it's crazy how, like, dog racing was just like, yeah, that's just part of the popular consciousness. for it. Like, mm-hmm. it's so barbaric. I mean, horse racing is barbaric, too. The very yeah. first but Simpsons. That's the very so first Simpsons. It's, like, tied to the Simpsons. But You grew up like, pretty close to dog racing, though, Henry. To oh, me, it was yeah. a foreign concept. <laughs> I still have not seen a dog racing track. No, uh, in my Florida suburb, I live from ages. 10 to 23 there was a there was the orange park dog track like seven blocks from my home and like wow. my wow. my dad went there uh week <laughs> weekly uh <laughs> he was he is a big fan of it though well he wouldn't even gamble on the dogs though he was like that wasn't as prestigious as gambling on closed circuit horse racing instead so mm, he would just okay. ignore the dogs all these poor poor dogs uh right. suffering yeah and all the yeah. horse tracks around here santa anita around here there's like a new problem every month it's oh, yeah. like it's getting so yeah. fetid these places every yeah. now and then there's a big race that syncs up with the start of comic-con it's, no so it's every it's all is the it time. every oh, year yeah. every year wednesday every year, on the train so is the full train of- down just the worst people <laughs> in the world are getting on in the well, like, dopiest outfits well they have like, like the big like the big crazy big like hats. easter bonnet hats oh, and yes. like dresses and then there's just a bunch of assholes going to comic-con for preview night <laughs> <Is> this <laughs> yeah. a war yeah. between and then it's always the same issue where they get on the train and they're shocked that there's so many people on it. And, and they're, like, they're never usually hammered and yeah. So it's mm. worse than SantaCon, which is happening as we record in Los yeah, Angeles. I got an alert from the lift. I did too. Like, yeah. Careful, SantaCon yeah. is happening. And I'm like, great, I'm not leaving the San Fernando <laughs> yeah. Valley today. Don't leave your house. Yeah. No, uh, we've, uh, I normally experience SantaCon in the Bay Area and like that's, I think it's probably worse than here because it has public transit. So if you, yeah, I remember Bob on a Santa Con day we had a recording in the city and you had to warn all the guests of like <laughs> it's Santa Con they're all going to be on the BART today just watch yeah. out like they're all there it's, <laughs> it is the worst I, I heard of it first from like friends who lived in New York and then it was like why must it spread everywhere I thought why? it was quarantined I thought it was only in New York and I can't believe it spread uh, I would I, like to go no, no <laughs> come on I'm interested uh, Mike like likes it. to wade into the chaos sometimes, yeah. like experience I it firsthand. I see what's going on. Yeah. He just drinks Spike go, Dignog alone. You uh, would go with me. You would see convention. new kinds <laughs> of vomit, new kinds of street oh, vomit. God, yes. uh, I wonder if they're Santa conning it like at uh, Universal or Disneyland today. I wonder. Huh? Hey, where is Santa Con? So I can. Where did they tell you it is? So I cannot go. It just there. said Los Angeles on the end. Uh, all all, 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 all of Los Angeles. Yeah, the tri county. Oh God, they're coming in the door. Barricade it. I would think Hollywood or downtown, I would guess. Oh, yeah, no. probably. All right, I got some stuff to look up. <laughs> Might have to go downtown. Jesus, my life. <laughs> um, You're going to end up at SantaCon tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, they mow take, down a few They Santas. take me, oh, I am yeah. one of them now. I don't know how it happened, boy. <laughs> you have a red sweatshirt on. I wouldn't I, wear that. Yeah, I'm already. Oh, yeah. I'm in them. Oh, no. yeah, they'll oh, think goodness. I'm one of them. Yeah. You are halfway there. <laughs> the Mensa members, after showing it off to Kent Brockman, who I do like his reaction of like, I'm a jaded 
a reporter. No, but we're really going to do it. You are? That's <laughs> yeah. that good. Yeah. But I, I think, actually, I should play the official jingle. I think line of the episode is Lenny's like, if only I had somewhere to be. I'm there. I'm there with yeah. you. All right. It's jingle time. That's the joke. That was very loud. An extra loud jingle for an extra funny joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes. But then there's uh, some trouble brewing in the Mensa uh, meeting room. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, next item of business is our weekly progress report. Principal Skinner, how's your transportation project coming? Oh, excellent. Not only are the trains now running on time, they're running on metric time. Remember this moment, people. 80 past 2 on April 47th. It's the dawn of an enlightened Springfield. Excellent. Now, next week is our State of the City Address. Has everyone finalized their proposals? Well, first of all, I have a plan to eliminate obesity in females. Oh, please. <laughs> for a nickel a person tax increase, we could build a theater for shadow puppets. Balinese or Thai? Why not both? Then everybody's happy. Oh, yeah. Everyone's real happy then. Do I detect a note of sarcasm? Are you kidding me? This baby is off the charts. Why <laughs> me? Oh, a sarcasm detector. Oh, that's a really useful invention. <laughs> Sarcasm detector, that's a good joke. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though that was my approach in meetings if, uh, in the <laughs> office world when I would eventually get sick of being there, I would be the very sarcastic nerd who was just like, oh, yeah, that sounds really great. Uh, I, really, I regret that now. They really pinned down the use of uh, females by online logic lords before yeah. it was as yeah. popular as yeah, it is that's now. True. Yeah, they were yeah. very in touch with what uh, I mean. The the Gamergate stuff just surfaced it to publicly, but we all yeah. knew these type of guys and were those type of guys into degrees. They were always talking like Ferengi uh, online. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that joke is too nerdy. That yeah, jo- <laughs> I'm sorry. I revealed myself. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this shows the failures of if like well the smartest people should all be in star charge and here they are incredibly out of touch to pitching ideas that don't help anybody except themselves like mm-hmm. i mean this the shadow puppets thing isn't it the same as saying like we need a program to take kids to hamilton like isn't that basically <laughs> yeah. The same? yeah means testing field trips yeah uh, yeah. Uh, yeah intelligence without empathy doesn't <laughs> mm. really go super far uh, it's really not fair to lump lisa in with everyone else yeah it does feel like a disservice to poor lisa she is a child she yeah. has an excuse for not having that realization yeah, yet. yeah that's true she's new too yeah, yeah. and we, she's very empathetic in you don't general. hear her proposals. more than everybody yeah. yeah i think she probably had would have had actual good governmental proposals instead of these like very uh, autocratic ones that uh, mm-hmm. everybody else has what was the thing that just happened that was so out of character for lisa though there was something mm. oh oh yeah yeah oh, what was it with oh, her and marge episode? yeah when they were on the bed she, there was a, oh, oh what is that what the is Apu it thing that happened uh, it was she oh said when they nodded to the Apu thing. oh she had a picture of yeah. She said some things that used to be seen as cutting edge now look bad and it's what what can you do? What can you do? I was yeah. like, yeah, I hate I hated the if that's the statement the show wanted to make about Apu Fine. Nailed the landing. Show. The show. But, nailed, yeah. did it <laughs> but it's like, why put those words in Lisa's mouth of all characters? You yeah. can put those in other characters' mouths. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really didn't. I mean, I, I I, got that. I get that a lot of the Apu stuff and the early stuff is, is based on a stereotype. And some of it is outdated. But I always found him such an endearing character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a lovable character. Yeah. I, I do like yeah, him. A lot of writers uh, would salvage the stereotype and try to make him into yeah. more of a human being. 
Yeah. It was a big uh, project of like in the Bill and Josh years to give him more things. To do. Like that's when they made him like a computer genius, and uh, they actually did the you know the citizenship episode that was all like very empathetic. It was on the side of illegal. Uh, yeah, that was a David Cohen written one, and that was like he really brought a lot to that. Yeah, uh, which uh, yeah, I but but it does bug me when people. When people bring up, uh, like, oh, they improved Apu's character, it's like, well, yeah, but when most people were watching The Simpsons, he was more of a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Also would, like, say gibberish that they pretend was Hindi. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Mostly they would give him real Hindi and they'd actually do the research on it. But, like, him and his relatives sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That would get icky. But, yeah, I do remember first becoming, I mean, I became first really went all in on the Simpsons when they were trying to like flesh him out. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's what my memory is. No, those, and that was good things. They did that. Yeah. But, uh, then, uh, the pornography thing ends, uh, in in this next scene where Homer presents his photographs to Marge or to my significant other, as the booklet (laughs) says, Marge, oh Marge. I've got something for you. Oh, homie. Houston, we have a problem. A sexy problem. Homie? Well, look at you. (laughs) I'm gonna maul you. Oh, I've never seen the side of you, but I like it. Whoa, look at those silk pillows. It's like the set of some high-class porno film. (laughs) No, no. It's just their basement. Mm, hold on. What? That's our basement? Yeah, so come on. More kissing. It looks so elegant. And all it takes are some lace curtains on a beaded lampshade. You've got to show me exactly what you did. But I was going to score. No, you weren't. <laughs> I feel like Homer should have scored for all that effort. Mm. I think... Uh, Marge shouldn't have just slapped it down and be like, no, nah, you weren't going to score. Like, I, I don't know. Throw him a bone, Marge. Just let him down easier. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I like to, or it's a very mom like, uh, well, look at you. Look mm-hmm. at you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, she's kind of, uh, yeah, she's sort of cute here in her, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like uh, the condescending. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny to hear Marge say high class porno set. That's, yeah. Uh, she yeah. has a lot of experience with uh, viewing those. <laughs> she yeah. knows what yeah. good and bad porno set dressing <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Homer's. Homer's photos are kind of cute, and I guess they just spent the rest of the episode set dressing the thing. I I did like when the photograph session happened. Homer says like, "Let's get homo Homer erotic." Funny, mm-hmm. funny term. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're all clever. It's at the very, you're not laughing too hard. <laughs> sure. I was laughing too hard at the I'm Too Sexy song they dropped. In. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, uh, it's just too easy. Too easy that's to put in. That's still what a, like, not many levels of irony show like The Simpsons would, t- like in 2019, there yeah. would be a I'm Too Sexy montage. <laughs> just to the song. And that, this Hasn't felt, that happened? Uh, well, I mean, that's in this episode. And then I think again, I bet Since they've then, done it I mean, again. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think like a movie would still do I'm too sexy oh, like, and you're supposed you're to be and then at the end of the movie like the real right said Fred uh-huh. like, oh, that's, that's the, what they do now yeah, yeah that's like, the current yeah. blockbuster where... game night two <laughs> a right said Fred cameo yeah, Judd yeah, Apatow yeah, made some calls and got right said Fred I'm in line for that now God, I've loved you guys since I was growing up can't believe you're in our movie and <laughs> <laughs> we forget that they weren't good like <laughs> Dave Grohl does a song with right said Fred like they do a hard rock version People of it forget they were rock and roll yeah. Yeah. they were totally they were so fucking <laughs> 
It's <laughs> Dave Grohl's job now is just to be a guy on documentaries to explain rock and roll. Like that's he's his, a famous the, rock and roll uh, bystander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, and I saw Jeff Tweedy at the Largo. He called. He said, "Yeah, Dave Grohl. He goes the mayor of rock and roll." <laughs> <laughs> Very <I> mean, accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sola. He's, legitimate. I, I, know, I, know, legitimate. I like him. And I really, do too. But it is yeah. always, if you're ever watching him in a documentary, you have to know that it was like, okay, thanks for coming, guys. All right, next. And he just nah. yeah, <laughs> ushers another documentary crew immediately <laughs> into his house. Uh, his, his, uh, he probably just has like a documentary nook in his house. In his <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. People live there. Uh, but yes, we head back to the uh, Telltale Gazebo 7 for the, uh, the presentation by the Mensa Squad and uh, how they're going to change things for the better in Springfield. Welcome, everyone. Today we embark on a new era of intelligent governance. Governance! 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 We have some new rules and regulations that you're just going to go ape poopy over. Professor Frank? Hey, well, first of all, we're going to ban such barbaric sports as bullfighting and cockfighting. Yeah! Also boxing, uh, both kick and the kind with the gloves there. Good. And hockey, football, push-ups, and anything in general where you have to take off your shirt, which is embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> I remember discussing that. Inspired by the most logical race in the galaxy, the Vulcans, breeding will be permitted once every seven years. For many of you, this will mean much less breeding. For me, much, much more. <laughs> you cannot do that, sir! You don't have the power! It's another Ponfar. Yes, yeah. yeah. We yeah. just did that Ponfar episode of Futurama. And so another Ponfar joke there, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was on the minds of the writers in the, in the Simpsons lot. <laughs> <laughs> they loved Ponfar, the yeah. Vulcan mating ritual. <laughs> Every it? seven years is that. <laughs> it was like one of three Star Trek episodes that were referenced. It was Tribbles, uh, Evil Spock, and Ponfar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's basically uh, it. The stuff that's kind of removed from Star Trek, that you even if you don't know Star Trek, you know the reference. If you see a guy with a beard, like an evil twin yeah. with a beard, yeah. yeah. You know that little kid, you know, the, the Clint Howard kid. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tranya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know that. Oh, but, he loves but. drinking Tranya. That's, that's what gives Clint Howard his youth there. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I only know that because I watched the episode to get a Mr. Show reference because they did an extended mm. scene that is a reference to that. With all of those different delightful. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's so funny. Um, I have a question about that. See this uh, state of the city scene, which is mm. why does anyone come? Yes, yeah. yeah. No one needs to go to this. <laughs> yeah. People are always attending like trials, just any sort of gathering will oh, attract yeah, more people. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's bored in Springfield. They're very uh, socially engaged. They're like uh, local government. Let's show up. <laughs> but, yeah, it's true. There's no reason for them to be there, but I guess it should be like front page news that like the nerds took over and replaced the mayor. So. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a little curiosity if, like, if five nerds took over my town, I'd be like, I want to see their first speech. Let's yeah, do yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, and let's bring things to throw at them. Just uh, in case. oh yeah, you got to be ready for that. <laughs> I I like at least they show the Lisa's like I never heard about these things. They're all revealing their secret plans that they had, and same with like Hibbert has a broccoli juice plan as well, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Though, bastards. With what we know about CTE, I think I'm on Frank's side about banning all yeah, those you things. You hear Humbert cheer mm. about that. I think he is remembering <laughs> his boxing uh, experience. Oh, yeah. He knows uh, what boxing did to him. He's, he got smashed in the head by Dredrick Tatum. But, uh, uh, yeah, you're right about that. But uh, mm. something that I, I love will have to go too. So I will never publicly say <laughs> that yeah. we have to cancel f- football or boxing. Uh, well, look, wrestlers, they know the threat now too. I'm just like, look, <laughs> sure we, we all know it. Let's, uh, let's just forget about it and yeah. have fun as we mm-hmm. watch the wrestling. That's right. Uh, yeah. Now it's uh, Daniel Bryan's back and he's fine. And let's just not think about how so he's, 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 he's been doing. 60. Yeah, he's yeah. been doing the hyperbaric chamber. If yeah. you just push it more towards acrobatics and musical theater, there's less threat. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. there's less yeah. threat of banging your head. Up, I know. You know? Uh, I saw Kelsey Grammer walk off that stage. No, yeah, that's yeah. dangerous. Uh, uh, dangerous for him too. Yeah, <laughs> but German suplexers is so cool. I, I mean, it sucks that it hits the back of your head uh-huh. every time, but they're really cool. The Kenny Omega Snapdragon suplex, oh my is the greatest move ever, and I love, I love it when it. he does it to a guy on an apron of the oh, ring. <laughs> yeah, the hardest part of the ring. That's right. The most dangerous part. Yeah. Kenny Omega is the coolest guy. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, that's another podcast. It's weird that Skinner. Uh, says ape poopy. That just doesn't feel yes, right for his I, character. Yeah. <laughs> That's ulti. That's rewritey. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one. I think, yeah. he, but it's at least there's only like a couple of those in this episode. And then I feel like we get further down the seasons. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of ape poopy, <laughs> a lot of malarkey. Uh, yeah, it's just like I mean, obviously, it's like. He's saying you're going to go ape shit for this, but he said he self censors and says poopy. But it's like, mm-hmm. why would Skinner say poopy? I got to think Harry Shearer grumbled at being given that line. I he grumbles about a lot of things, but yeah, I'd be on. I'm on. If he grumbled about saying poopy, I'd be like, you're right, you're <laughs> right. Uh, well, it's also funny that Frank is talking about brain injury sports when he then injures his brain in the mm. next moment of uh, mm-hmm. saying he has 193 and then hits his head on a post and say, uh, can count mm-hmm. his IQ going down. Mm-hmm. Is the song Comic Book Guy Sings, is that a reference? I like, was trying to pin it down and I couldn't find out what it was. Yeah, he goes like, I'm smart, much smarter than you, Hibbert. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's a weird story. The Star Trek song, isn't it kind of? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? The theme to Star Trek? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't what, that like, part da, of da, 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 Like that song? The, mm. I'm not or sure. Or is it like... Close Encounters or, or mm. 2001 or something. Mm. Like I feel like it's a music cue I know, but I can't place. Mm. Maybe. I yeah. have to hear it again. But All I right. mm. That's Didn't. our first question if we interview Matt Selman. What's <laughs> yeah. that song you sing? What's that song? He doesn't know. He has no idea what you're this, talking about. This was 20 <laughs> years ago. He has no memory. I didn't direct that uh, actor ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, they're all kind of revealing their eugenics plans and even uh, referring to them as themselves as alphas and everyone else as sub-omegulor. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. That's a great word, yeah. Uh, but then we get our big guest star for the episode who, uh, when you see there's no ramp to this gazebo, it's uh, he just teleports in. Well, you can hover. Remember? Oh, that's yeah. right. He just flew in. You're so right. we should turn the volume down slightly and play the always respectful death jingle yes, yes, of Talking yes, Simpsons. Yes, time. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is, death. When it's a good person, I feel bad. Yeah, I feel a little bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Stephen Hawking died at age 76 in 2018. Uh, he's the wheelchair guy Homer knows. The, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that book by the wheelchair uh, guy. Oh yeah, he said that in Homer Q, yeah. the, uh, the treehouse uh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, way before this. I should have read that book by that wheelchair guy. But yeah, he also would appear on Futurama three times after this. Wow. So um, that's all he did. And they actually recorded his audio from his speech to text-to-speech program. Like they didn't fake it. 
dead. It's not like how right. Family Guy around this time did an episode with a Stephen Hawking type guy, and they just used a machine to make it. Like, yeah, yeah you can you can fake a Stephen Hawking guest star in your show easily with uh, the text to speech program. But right, right. There was a thing on on Late Night with Conan. I remember where Jim Carrey got a call from Stephen Hawking, mm. and the audience I don't think understood what was had. The bit didn't go great. Oh. It was like this pre-recorded call thing, and then he had to stop and say like, you know, that was the real Stephen Hawking. <laughs> nah. I like went out of my way, and then he makes Conan do the bit again. Oh, like, wow. I beg you, I made it <laughs> oh, happen. You want to just end the second time doing it is so much funnier than the wow. first because he's so laying into like doing a bit again that didn't really work before. <laughs> it's a very funny clip. Uh, he actually used the real Stephen. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. He got the real Yeah, Stephen yeah, Hawking but he like film. clearly needed it's so, so confusing this that you could just get a computer voice. So he had to make a point of saying, no, no, no. Um, I think I even videotaped him too. Too, but uh, that, of course, is confusing because he's pretty still. Yeah, not so you can't, you, I think it was. It wasn't even clear it was a video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they put like a pinwheel on his uh, wheelchair, yeah. so then people can see it moving. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, like, as his condition worsened uh, in this episode, he's like using his hand to type into the voice box. But I think, like, towards the end of his life, he was using a cheek. There's like one cheek muscle wow, to really? control his uh, voice Whoa. box thing. Yeah. So well. yeah. So he had ALS. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. An unfortunate. Uh, thing for i also didn't know uh like as a dumb kid who you just hear his speech machine which has an american accent it was a surprise to me to learn he was british like later in life for me i forgot until you just said that now yeah well because he has an american to us he has an american accent we never saw him speak when he could speak I remember wondering if it was him, and then he is credited in mm-hmm. the credits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was, he was really there. He was uh, happy to be on The Simpsons. And down for the honor. jokes and yeah. stuff. I, I think while looking back on it, like remembering that was him doing it, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm glad that meant he had to like say, yes, these jokes are okay. Like, I'm cool <laughs> yeah. with this. Yeah. I, li- I love this Hawk's Gotta Fly. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the smartest idea I've heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> and that they gave him like a contra- contrabulous fab traption type joke. Uh, so <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Uh, B- that a b- boxing glove can just pop out of it oh, or yeah. a toothbrushing machine. And there's a really, oh man, they sell out Chris Carter so much on the commentary. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I guess when he was in, when Stephen Hawking was in to record, Chris Carter, the X-Files creator, found out he went to the recording booth, basically put a hat on Stephen Hawking's head, an X-Files hat, and got a picture with him and left. Like, what? A yeah. That's who, crazy. Yeah, a man who can't move. Like, okay, Whoa. now you're a yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God. Um, that is from, wild. Then on, he can just show his friends pictures like, big X-Files fan Stephen Hawking. He agrees with me about aliens or whatever. That's I'm just assuming that's what he did with the photo. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Jeez. That's, that's actually pretty, like, that's abuse to put a hat on a person who can't yeah, take a picture with everything that they say. Yes, yeah. A very good 90s joke in this. I wanted to see your utopia, but I see it as more like a fruitopia. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder yeah, how yeah. they taught his machine to say fruitopia. Like, that word couldn't have been in the program before, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Hmm. Uh, the I, I actually wrote down the name of the program. It's called Equalizer, or at hmm. least that was a program he was using in the 90s. It was made by the people who made Word Plus. Uh, they oh, they invented hmm. a text-to-speech program for him that was uh, had like 2,500 different words in it that he just selected with a switch he could manipulate with like one finger or mm-hmm. just little wrist movements. Wow. And so, yeah, it, uh, before that, the way he dictated was family members would hold up 
alphabet cards and he would move his eyebrows for like that's the letter I want and then they just go back through the alphabet and like okay move your eyebrows oh, wow. for, yeah it, the technology really helped I mean without it he couldn't have done any of the whatever science things he did I, I don't know I'm not a science <laughs> theoretical guy. physics sure uh, yeah. I, I take your word for that uh, but yeah, this, I mean, this use of him here, he appeared more than once on the show too. Like a bunch of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was a big fan of it. I think British people just love the Simpsons as well. So mm, I think yeah. that's how they got him. But mm-hmm. this, his appearance though, well, actually here, I'll play the clip first. True. Your IQ is a mere 155, while mine is a muscular 170. I am smart, much smarter than you. Hibbert, you should all do what I say. My IQ is 199 for crying out flaming. <laughs> 198, 197. Big deal. My IQ is 280. Stephen Hawking! The world's smartest man! What are you doing here? I wanted to see your utopia. But now I see it as more of a fruit totia. <laughs> I'm sure what Dr. Hawking means is... Silence. I don't need anyone to talk for me, except this voice box. You have clearly been corrupted by power. For shame. Larry Flint is right! <laughs> I don't know which is a bigger disappointment. My failure to formulate a unified field theory, or you. I don't like your tone. If you are looking for trouble, you found it. <laughs> yeah, just try me, you. Oh! That's a good paint. That Larry Flint line, actually, that's my line of the show. I yeah, take it that away. Yeah, that's a, a, yeah, some yeah, guy yeah, he's that's... never heard of. But yeah, he made a ton of appearances on the show, including a cameo in Mr. Lisa's Opus. So, wow, yeah. wow. That actually, that I'm same looking, one? <laughs> I, I think most of these listed are uh, speaking roles, too, because yeah. some of them are like he's mentioned. I'm looking yeah. at your screen. Oh. That's a lot That's a lot of appearances on the wiki there, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, you are totally, I, I was pointing at you, Jason, when he said it. That what That is a Star Trek theme, man. Da, 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 like that. I think he was oh, doing the Star Trek oh, theme yeah. when he said the original. Hibbert? Yeah, yeah. Oh, or it's so dry. It, uh, it's. Uh, I heard it that time. I don't know, listeners. Let it. Let me know what you think. But mm. uh, yeah, Hawking. Hawking had some good. I mean, also hearing Hawking say silence, like and interrupting <laughs> someone with the word silence. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I think all this st- and then the whole scene at the bar is great. I I think the escape in the it the, it becoming that the stakes are getting Lisa out of a gazelle Zebo on a big robot arm, and he's flying around. That all is like it's weird. It's like <laughs> pretty, you, mu- pretty mucky to me. I, th- <laughs> I think they wrote it without understanding like what the staging would be because uh, when uh, Stephen Hawking saves Lisa, she can just run down the steps out of the gazebo. Right, yeah. like there's nothing blocking her way. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a weird. Uh, the staging isn't really great for that. It's uh, all been, it's peril. all. This episode's all about gazebos and gazebos being <laughs> taken up yeah. for meetings and that they're. Okay, also think about how lame like they're gonna they need a gazebo to go stand around in Ren Fair costumes. <laughs> this this cannot be done anywhere else. And then yeah. uh, and then they collapse I don't know. This I, too much gazebo politics. I wonder if they were going for something like a an extra smart Paradise Lost kind of reference of like they tried all they wanted was gazebo seven and now it's destroyed uh, because uh, of uh, their uh, hubris. Sure, like, right. Uh, and it does cost them his gazebo seven story, but I wonder: Does Homer realize he is leading a lynch mob against his daughter? Like mm. that's very weird. When when he says like, "Now is our chance, get him!" Like it's like you're 
Lisa's right there, Homer. <laughs> well, he's rewarded with beer after this scene. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just uh, it's Homer taking over a scene for sure. It's too, funny. This episode but... about Lisa ends with a uh, like a fun Homer scene. Like, yeah. oh, forget about Lisa. Right. <laughs> She's there. Tires in the title, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> odd. It's uh, not... But yeah, I I also do like when they are about to attack. Carl says, "Let's make litter out of this literati," and then they turn on him because it's too too clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good joke, yeah. but. Yeah, the the saving of Lisa, it's just very. It, it if it was, it's one of those things that if it was in a treehouse, I'd be like, that's not too silly. But mm-hmm. in a real life one, it is a little. It's a little much. Because I'm think. still teetering at this point. I'm like, maybe it'll come back. And there's some funny scenes in this episode. And then I I do remember for the first time watching like dun dun Lisa flying away yeah. from a collab and just thinking this isn't I don't this isn't the show anymore what's going on it's a, it's a dark time yeah, I do. And well, and also they do a very like late what I consider late Simpsons is when a famous person appears they just go like person's name oh, like, oh yeah nails on a chalkboard it, right. it was like i think it started as a joke like uh you'd say that on the muppet show but then it yeah. became like well we have to identify these this person so mm-hmm. here's the easiest way to do it in case you don't know stephen hawking we have to somebody has to say stephen hawking wow but yeah then it just turned you're right it is a very muppety uh statement mm-hmm. of, a, of a guest not star. long after this is like in sync <laughs> oh very yeah. soon yep yeah. that was close to actually it was i think it was for me the one-two punch of Kid Rock and Insane. That, <laughs> that one Kid Rock one. Have you done that Kid Rock? No, one? no, no. That's oh. that's a ways off. Well, when, I, I apologize in advance. When is Mark McGuire? Oh. Who wants that's to? Who wants Mark too? But who wants to see me hear some hit some hit some dingers? dingers. Yeah. Dingers. yeah. 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 Well, the Insane yeah. one ends yeah, with like a 9/11 style attack from the uh, on Mad Magazine. That's headquarters. right. Yeah. In oh, the middle yeah. of New York, they blow up Mad Magazine. I think that aired like within six months of 9/11. I think. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That is the point of no return. The insane uh-huh. episode, well, or maybe the for our listeners, for cowards, but, uh, maybe. Yeah, we're sticking <laughs> with this. Not us. Not for you. Yeah, you'll have. Fun. You'll probably have fun talking about bad ones. You'll, uh, that's we we love talking about horrible rides. And, yeah. Uh, so you have a lot to look forward to. Or yeah. horrible yeah. Green Goblin appearances. Oh, well, on, yeah. I mean, that's you know. I don't even I know don't if I call. I was going to say. I don't know if I'd say horrible. I learned a lot. What did you say about me? Oh my God, he's here. I learned a lot. Surprisingly easy to break. Into. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about uh, Lil Abner thanks to you guys. So, oh, great. Um, we all did. Yeah. I spread yeah. the information through our podcast. Like, you guys have to look up Lil Abner. It's yeah. uh, amazing. There so. was a brief, there was a Lil Abner theme park uh, in Arkansas that we talked about for a very long episode because there was just so much to get <laughs> into that ends in an uh, ATV accident and the person who got in the accident oh. being handed the keys to the park. And nearly decapitated, right? Yes, nearly decapitated to make it up to him. Uh, <laughs> you you own the park now. You own this giant piece of land that you have to pay taxes on now. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, bye, kid. There is a three and a half hour Irishman style uh, uh, movie about the life of Al Cap waiting to be made. I totally agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> he would look like shit at the end of it. Like he was a maniac. Have we beat the Irishman with our running time yet? Uh, no, 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 no. We've got another hour before okay. we hit the Irishman. Oh, no. Let's settle in for this last scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to talk about each frame individually. <laughs> but no, uh, so yes, there's the second mob riot in the episode. They destroy Gazebo Seven. Everything's falling apart. It's uh, it is Walden Two, and how it's all gone to hell. Uh, and then. Lisa, uh, they kind of have the moral of the story, and then Homer steals the ending from Lisa here. Lisa, thank God you're okay. Did you have fun with your robot, buddy? Dad! 
Oh, Dr. Hawking, we had such a beautiful dream. Oh, what went wrong? Don't feel bad, Lisa. Sometimes the smartest of us can be the most childish. Even you? No, not me. Never. I guess everyone has a different vision for the perfect world. Wow, Mom, that's very profound. Hey, you read that off my screen. <laughs> Who's up for some beers? I am. That's the smartest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Your theory of a donut-shaped universe is intriguing, Homer. I may have to steal it. Wow, I can't believe someone I never heard of is hanging out with a guy like me. All right, it's closing time. Who's paying the tab? I am. I didn't say that. Yes, I did. Dope. That's how Lisa's episode ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Lisa's episode ends. Apparently, Stephen Hawking can drink that beer. I wasn't sure what his. Uh, I wonder. If he's able to drink, but he has a beer with some of it is missing. Oh. Yeah. I, thought, I thought the joke was going to be his beer is still full because. Uh, yeah. Or there'd be a straw in it or yeah, something. Yeah, something like, like that. I would think he does need a straw, though in the world of Simpsons, his uh, chair can do anything, so maybe it just lifts the beer to his mouth or mm, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we ask these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to. But yeah, the yeah Lisa just gets her thing taken away. Also, that uh, he that's a joke. His two hundred and eighty IQ, his his IQ apparently was like one sixty, like not even like extremely high. But, right. Uh, yeah. Though that again, maybe it's not the way to measure how smart somebody is. Perhaps. I don't think so. But, uh, I I mean I bet Stephen Hawking liked that. Uh, uh, maybe he even asked for like I want to drink a beer with Homer. Like make a scene like that for me. Yeah. Like how Michael Jackson wanted to stay up with Bart. Yeah. <laughs> stay up all night with Bart. Right. <laughs> A song with him. Yeah. Just unsupervised. Fun. Not yeah. supervised at all by parents. Because well, it's not weird. No. It's just, it's normal. Yeah. Everybody should be more accepting of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Why'd you have to bring it there? <laughs> <laughs> I would just, you know. But it's not on Disney Plus. Yeah. Fortunately. Disney yeah. Plus. But. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe this. Uh, I had forgotten this episode ends at Moe's bar with Homer being punched by the robot. Like, that's the end. But in uh, the yeah. end, Homer gets punched by the glove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's, I don't know. There's something resembling its story here and a message mm-hmm. here. But it's, Lisa should not have to apologize for the adults who yeah. were the ones causing all the problems, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she'll be president soon enough. And Ten things times. Are, yeah, but in many different ways. <laughs> and uh, uh, she'll take care of it then. Well, as we've all seen, time. The Simpsons predicted it. She'll be the Liz Warren and Liz... No, I, I don't expect that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, this is a Bernard Brothers podcast, so that's uh, <laughs> that's our official uh, stance. Now we've got to go harass people, right? Uh, I haven't so, done that yet a, today. We're all going harass yeah, We all have to log back in. Yeah. 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 Those Santas. I'm using my alts. <laughs> it, all worked, it, it worked on uh, Cop Mala, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast is going to be so dated. Yeah, this is so... I mean, it'll be, this comes out in two weeks, so it's all right. No one will okay. remember her at that okay. point uh, <laughs> yeah i guess not uh but i guess any final thoughts on this episode guys huh uh some jokes that i liked my memory of it was not strong i realized <laughs> like whereas of course the first like so many seasons it's burned in my brain mm. but you know i uh, you know there's jokes i like jokes mm. i honestly i like the sunday joke the best in the library <laughs> i know that's a jason thing usually but mm. i like that joke the best yeah it's out of character for you to want the sunday bar mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah 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 i don't know i i remember liking it when it aired but like scott as you were spelling out the these <laughs> series of events like mm. as as us now at this age i am like okay Okay, yes, that 
heightens very quickly. That goes mm. zero to 100 yeah, pretty yeah. quick by the end of the episode. And the Mensa, yeah, the Mensa crew doesn't come off super endearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the play ultimately. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So at least they're saying like, this is not a pro nerds show. It kind of, yeah. it hates slobs and snobs. This the answer is <laughs> somewhere in the middle. It's yeah. Moderation as it will be in our election, mm. right? The most moderate person <laughs> we can for sure. Yeah. It's, it's um, Lisa commanded civility from all of us. That is the least win. exciting yeah. will win. Yeah. <laughs> Please talk about podcast, the ride, anything else you're yeah. working on where we can find you on Twitter. And thanks for spending all your time here with Thank us. You. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, we're really thanks. Appreciate yeah, having us. thanks for having us. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, we're just podcast, the ride on Twitter and Facebook and, uh, Instagram, but uh, but our, our podcast is available where podcasts are, and mm-hmm. yeah, we talk about theme parks, but a bunch of as we've as we've dropped a bunch of weird random shit that's uh, tangentially related, like the Green Goblin and this weird little Abner theme park. And, we have uh, a Patreon uh, that has a content that I would say is a little more theme park adjacent. Mm-hmm. McGruff musical career, the I Ninja Turtles one. musical <laughs> career, <laughs> uh, other people's musical uh, career. We'll get to yeah, other the, care, uh, other spokes animals. <laughs> uh, I think the timing would work out. The Star Wars one. Oh, yeah, out, yeah. The uh, hyperspace one. Blah. <gasps> Oh boy! If you know, Do you know about that. hyperspace uh, Uber? Uh, well, wait. That's the one that has uh, the disco. Is is that the disco one, or is that I a the Christmas one? Oh, it was a live okay. show during oh, Star Wars weekends in all Florida, right, yeah. okay, where no, all your favors come out it was, and and dance. It was, it was a big oh, dance off amazing. between yeah. the like the light and the dark uh, in Star Wars mm-hmm. world. Oh, is that why I've seen gifts of like the Darth Vader dancing on the Twitter? Is that from this show? Could or? be. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah, but like you couldn't get. Yeah, there's like uh, a Queen Amidala and Darth Vader dancing, and like to Lady Gaga or something. <laughs> the like, Trouble, uh, the Trouble. Right. You're right by yeah. Taylor it's Swift. Whatever's like the sort yeah. of like challenging. I used to love you song yes. of the year. They always yes. dance to. It sounds like the close to the Bill and Ted shows you guys it's, talked about. It's, the it's a wholesome Bill and Ted. Mm. There's a couple jokes it. to start, and then it like really, especially in the later years, got just like into a hardcore all music all song music. after all song music. after song <laughs> mixed with your. Your Star Wars favorites, mm-hmm. uh, so so that kind of thing. But also, hey, just theme parky stuff. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about Rise of the Resistance whenever we get to do it. Oh. It's not; we, it's open ahead of us in Orlando. We're not going to go down just to do that. Although I was wondering if you guys were. Go- I, I, I was picturing you might go and like. I think I'm just going to go. I'm going to do if it. If I had more money, I was. Yeah, it's frustrating <laughs> because I wanted to do it. I'm very jealous of everyone who's getting to do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, in a different scenario, a different financial scenario. Yeah, maybe I go. Well, the flight isn't yeah. that bad. I saw. One of my press, uh, old games press friends, who he's still in the press, he tweeted out a braggy photo of standing on that ride of getting to do the press, the press ride of it this week. Like, and I was very, it, it was an effective photo, of making me jealous. It was. It, if we were invited to the press event, mm-hmm. I may have justified it. No. Yeah. But you're not just going to go as a and just stand yeah. in a line well, and have it maybe break down. We'll just suffer in Anaheim. <laughs> we'll just wait for uh, five we'll, hours we'll in go Anaheim. First, we'll be yeah. there first day. Yeah, you say we, meaning you and Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, a we, quick uh, question if that means Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, Jason and I will go first day. Uh, <laughs> have to lay boundaries. Oh, and also, listeners, they you guys will enjoy their podcast rise recent downtown Disney ordeal. Oh boy, eighteen yeah. days of every uh, thing that's been in uh, downtown Disney that ever did was there. Sure, over twenty four hours of content, a full <laughs> yeah. day's worth. <laughs> and, uh, previous Simpsons guests uh, talk. 
previous Talking Simpsons guests have been on there, like Julie Prescott and Nick Weiger. You can hear both of them. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of crossover. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with all of them, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I swear we talk about rides too. We definitely do. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we swear. We, we, yeah, I swear. Haunted <laughs> uh, uh, Mansion. Thanks. We talk about. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Phil. Yeah, thank thanks you. for coming. Thank by. you. Thank you. So thanks again to the podcast, The Ride Guys, Scott Gardner, Jason Sheridan, and Michael Carlson. Please check out their podcast, Podcast The Ride, and they've got a Patreon with all kinds of great exclusives, too. But if you want to support our show and get every one of these episodes one week ahead of time and ad-free, please go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. And if you sign up at the $5 level, you'll get just that, but also access to everything behind that $5 paywall. That includes too many things to list here, but I will mention that you will get access to our miniseries, the most recent of which, Talking Futurama Season 2 Part one is wrapping up right now so there's over a hundred bonus episodes on the patreon that you haven't heard if you're not on the patreon at patreon.com slash talking simpsons and henry can tell everybody out there what is happening at the ten dollar level extra long podcast once a month for our ten dollar patrons if you guys like hearing us talk about the simpsons or animated series on what a cartoon you'll love hearing us talk about animated feature films on the what a cartoon podcast released once a month exclusively for our ten dollar and up patrons you can hear a back catalog of tons of great films but if you want to hear our most recent one, that's the Iron Giant, and you can only hear that in full if you're a $10 and up supporter at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. So I've been one of your hosts, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts, a classic gaming podcast. Every Monday and occasionally on Friday, go to Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast machine and you should be able to find it. Henry, what about you? You can follow me on Twitter at H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. Anytime new stuff goes up on our feeds, I'm sure to tweet about it so you'll stay in the know if you follow me there. And you should also follow on Twitter at Talk Simpsons Pod, the official twitter account of this podcast and our network tons of cool stuff going on there so please follow both me h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g and at talk simpsons pod thanks so much for listening folks we'll see you next week for 30 minutes over tokyo we'll see you then amazing Redenbacher Dreamcoat with a number he calls Colonel Knowledge. I'm hot buttered. Check it and see. I got a fever of 453. I'm hot so very hot. Four. <laughs> 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 <laughs>